And welcome back to another edition of the Podman. I'm Brad. I'm Brian. Podman Ron. All right, and guys, we we should have a countdown. Three, two, one. This is the 200th episode of the Podman. Can you believe it? Talk about that. I guess we got to make it special. Then. Yeah, well, yeah. with that that type of enthusiasm, yeah. Special whatsoever. Well, PMR just dumped whiskey down his his. Uh, he he announced as we were going out of the the intro. I just spilled whiskey on my pajamas. Oh no, man! <laughs> okay, now he's showing us his wet crotch. Oh, good. Where's? Are you sure Alex can't join us? Can we get, we got to call Alex in to take care of PMR while he changes his shorts. <laughs> He's got a lot. Well, happy. Regardless, I'm sure he would wish all the fans and listener uh, a happy 200th episode. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he's he's grown up on this podcast. He started as a yeah intern as, a, as an intern, intern. Yeah, to a uh, uh, an absolutist. Do it. A full pledged member of the uh, of the pod men that only deals in absolutes. He is still an absolute. He he gets hooked on one thing and well, oh boy, he does not. Right now, good or okay are not in his vocabulary. Yeah. But now it's the bear now. He watches so, the bear. Yes, and it's everything about the bear. Now is he's it, not watching Shameless. No, he started watching that with. Me. Okay. Is it true? Does you? Not with me, but he's throwing. That's, that's got to be a little awkward. <laughs> that's like porn. That show. Good God, man. What? Wow. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a it. lot. And mostly of uh, uh, what's his face, William Macy, or whatever. That dude. I, I don't know if he's one for that role, but man, he did a fantastic job in it. All right. Well, very good. Is he it is, Brian? Uh, We'll get into Shameless later. We'll get into yeah. the Shameless later. I was just going to ask really off the cuff, Brian, can you verify the, the guy in the bear? Is he a uh, relative of Gene Wilder? Is that a- No, he is not. Okay. Although for years people have been passing that meme around. Okay. okay. Because when you do put them next to each other, they look. They look a lot alike. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm All right. always wondering about that click it, too. What's that? What? You know, you, you they'll put on there pulling on the internet and it'll show Gene Wilder and this guy's face together and they're it's like meme. Yeah. celebrities who are uh, so you didn't know were related yeah yeah so <laughs> okay did it and you never see them too that they're related yeah they, they at the end they say these two aren't by the way okay well it I didn't bother to it. do the research I figured I would wait till the 200th episode to ask Brad he always clicks it and he can never read the article because the bank starts calling <laughs> to verify the transactions. <laughs> uh, some prince in Uganda is very happy because Podman runs clickbaits. PMR, please stop clicking these links. I know when I was at uh, I was at my job, they would always I'd, I'd, I'd open like <laughs> you're. We can't understand anything you're saying. One time, I opened the email. And then, like, they they were like, oh, you know, they're all pissed. And they made me go through this whole class. So I went through this whole class. I was done. 30 minutes. 
they sent me an email, a fake one, right? And I opened it. <laughs> they got so pissed at me. They called me, and me and the IT guy and guy got yelling, man. I'm like, no, quit fucking, me. quit sending this bullshit. Yeah, it's their fault. Class, and I refused to go to the second class. I'm like, I already did. I'm not going to another one. He's like, obviously, you didn't learn anything. I'm like, I'm not taking another one. So fuck it. Y'all quit sending me these fucking emails. Uh, you'd work at Dunder Mifflin? I mean, you were. <laughs> So, this is fascinating. <laughs> I, I can't click it fast enough. <laughs> oh, Surprisingly, you've opened this email, but your boss sent you an email four hours ago that's still gone unread. Right. That has that has his name spelt with like a zero and a backwards three and everything. You're like, why do you spell it that way? I can see what this is. Yeah, I didn't order a package. Attention, <laughs> PMR. Your package is waiting at FedEx. Yeah. Click here to claim it. <laughs> like, what is this all about? Oh, I'm not going to send me another present. Son of a bitch. My Nana. <laughs> that is odd. Let's see what this is all about. Uh, that yeah, definitely seems like a Michael Scott situation where the whole team gets punished because of one person's uh, bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck it. All right. Uh, well, there you go. All right. Well, it has been a while. Our 200th episode. Uh, let's just get into the news. All right. The news sponsored by Jim Beam Honey flavored whiskey. <laughs> PMR's uh, honey flavored beverage of choice there. I mean, I think Jim Beam is technically the fourth pod man at this point. <laughs> like, it could be. PMR, PMR brought to you by Jim Beam. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, uh, oh, geez. 18-year-old sorority girl. <laughs> what was that? I got the taste buds of an ah. 18-year-old sorority girl. Okay, that's a good clarification of what, you're, uh, yeah. what you have with an 18-year-old. Uh, Brian, speaking of uh, 18-year-old sorority girls, what do we have in the news? Who's, who's been beating up who recently? Uh, yeah, I mean, we, uh, it, they finally pulled the trigger on it, which, you know, it's in, in hindsight, like the uh, – uh, I don't know why DC didn't, didn't fire Ezra Miller or uh, What's-Her-Face – you know, to try and save their, their films. I also don't know why the uh, Marvel waited this long to fire um, Jonathan Majors, but the, uh, the verdict came back. He's, uh, he came back guilty. Not, it was uh, PMR. Do you want to give the, the, uh, the verdict, like the, the uh, finer points of what the verdict was versus what it could have been? I don't, I don't know what it was. What was it? Well, he's guilty on, uh, Two counts, let's see, third, um, reckless assault in the third degree and guilty of harassment. Um, and the sentence could, can carry up to a year in prison. But it wasn't um, – it was reckless assault, not assault. So what's the difference in those two things? Reckless assault and just plain old assault. Well, a plain of assault with him be, would be intent that he yeah. assaulted intent. Uh, reckless assault means that he did something that he indirectly her. So he indirectly assaulted her doing something recklessly. I might, might have drove the car 
in front of another car. I don't know something. I don't know what he could have done. But or flailed his arms around and backhanded right. her mistakenly. Something. All right. Okay. All right. So, but right before this, I mean, it was uh, they were dropping stuff left and right. But uh, there's, uh, they sent the the text chain between the two of them, and it's pretty obvious he was gaslighting her, and basically trying to make sure she didn't testify, she didn't go to the cops, uh, up to the point where he like alluded to like suicide to keep oh. her from going to the cops. Oh. So, you know, it was uh, it's bad, and he's fired. Right. Yeah. So he's so he's going to be gone for a little while at least. And now the big debate is: do they recast or yeah. do they pivot away from Kang? Right. I mean, I don't know. He wears a fucking purple face. No one's going to fucking tell. It's so- yeah, it's one of the easiest characters you could recast, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, especially considering there's you know thousands of variants. Right. right. Exactly. So why would you? Yeah. <clears throat> My argument would be. The character's already pretty tainted at this point. Mm. Like uh-huh. it's tainted from like a like a a, um, a meta standpoint, right? Because right? you can't you know you can't see the movie without seeing you can't see Kang without or whoever whoever they recast without seeing all the right, other baggage right. that comes with it. Just like seeing Mira in Aquaman two without all that other baggage as well, well right? That's Just a good point. Cut ties. The. Uh, now, if they wanted to go older, if they wanted to go younger, they could do Denzel, they could do John Boyega. All those would be fine castings. Uh, but at the same time, like, in addition to all this extra baggage from, like, a uh, the Hollywood standpoint, uh, the character hasn't really landed. Yeah, so why bother with him? I mean, why, you know, why bother? Like, he's, uh, you know, the he's already had his ass soundly handed to him by Ant-Man. Of course. Like, I mean, well, uh, how is he supposed to be a threat at that point? You know what I mean? Like, the, it's been mishandled and bungled from the start. I, my point, is, my thing is, aside from all of the extra baggage, like, it's it just hasn't been landing. And, and yeah. you know, if you want to blame right or wrong, if you want to blame somebody or something for all of the MCU's box office woes the past two years – Pin it all on Kang, make, you know, wipe, wipe Kang away and start fresh. Let him be the sacrificial lamb to get things back on course. Yep. Well, the thing is what they're, what they'll probably do. And I've heard rumors that they are going to do is it's uh, who, who is Kang an ancestor of, or who's, who's Kang's ancestor? Reed Richards. Well, no, it's also Dr. Doom. So, Dr. Doom is the ancestor of Kang. So, I thought Reed was. It was. You know what? You may be right. I know. It's Reed. Yeah. Originally, though, back in the old, old, in the 60s, 70s, it was Kang. I mean, it was Dr. Doom. Oh, really? Yeah. But then then in the Mm. 80s, John Byrne changed it where it was Nathaniel Richards, which that. I had something was part of it, so I don't need to go back. But okay. anyway, regardless, anyway, they'll pivot towards the Fantastic Four. That's what they're gonna. I think they're gonna eventually do. Which would be fantastic, well, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, they need to go ahead and introduce Fantastic. Now they've also dropped Avengers Four or Five is no longer being referred to as the Kang Dynasty, and. 
they've gone back to rewriting the entire script. They've gone back to square one on the script. Yeah. I've never so, been a fan. I don't. I mean, he's been a Avengers villain forever since I started reading a long time ago. But I've never been a big fan of it. He's always been confusing to me, and I think that's why a lot of it's not landing. I think it's just too confusing to everybody. Well, uh, they teased Thanos, and, and and then you had the reveal. This they gave right. you too much, too early, and he got his ass kicked by Ant Man. Well, right. Well, it's it's also. I mean, Thanos was easy. He he had a clear mission, simple, simplistic. A lot of people even agree with it. So I mean, it's like <laughs> not me, of course. I think the world's perfect as it is, and everyone yeah, deserves a chance. No. And but the Kang stuff is just confusing. I think a lot of people were like, "What the fuck is all this?" Well, that's true. Like, what does he want? Yeah. He wants one prime timeline. Yeah, like, just what, what is that? No one can wrap their head around that bullshit. That's just that's just well. Let me let me uh, propose this to you. So, so you're talking about using it as Doom's an ancestor of Kang. Okay. Uh, my thought is, they've said we're, the original plan was Kang Dynasty and then Secret Wars, right? right? Avengers, Kang Dynasty, Avengers, Secret Wars. And if you read the original Secret Wars storyline. The Beyonder pulls all the heroes to one planet to uh, and makes them battle it out to for his basically for his amusement and to find out who's the most powerful, you know, beings on our planet. Right. In that story, Doom gets pulled, you know, um, to the planet. I forget, it was it wasn't War World. I forget what it's called. Anyway, it gets was. pulled to the pl- War, huh? War World. It was War World. Battle World, Battle World. Battle World, right, because War World is DC. So the, he gets pulled to Battle World um, along with the others, but uh, Galactus shows up, and you think Galactus is going to wreak havoc, and, and, uh, but Galactus gets basically Dr. Doom steals Galactus's power. You remember this, correct? Mm-hmm. Right. So my thought was, if you're doing that, don't leave Galactus out. You introduce Dr. Doom, and Dr. Doom comes in, steals Kang's power, usurps Kang, and then he heads in as the new bad guy. But So for Dr. Doom, now Dr. Doom's got props because he single-handedly outwits this guy that they've been building up for, you know, four movies, right? And suddenly now uh, the apex predator is Dr. Doom. Yeah, I just, I think it's just too much. I think it's too complicated. People don't understand. What, what they should have gone with... On the Thanos level would be, like, and I don't know if anybody read. I know Brian did. No. I know, I know Brad, uh, Brian read a couple of years ago. It was a fantastic storyline. Came out like six issues, but it, it was really cool because it was real time. So it, it showed them forming in the sixties, doing stuff in the eighties, and they age progressively until they get to the twenty ten or twenty twenties, and they're all old. But during that first, like, three decades, they're waiting for Galactus. Reed Richards, like, says, there's Galactus is coming. And he's warning everybody, and no one's listening. So it takes, like, 30 years for Galactus to come, and then he almost destroys the world. But stuff like that, where you've got, like, 
you've got somebody, a world devourer coming. You've got something coming to the earth where, you know, all the heroes have to rally behind. I think that's more of, well, moviegoers, layman people who don't read comic books and just something simple like that. You know, you've got, it's more linear. Right. I, I'm pretty sure, and we may, I, I, what was going to happen, the pitch was going to be, you have uh, Kang Dynasty, however that ends, if they beat Kang, there's one more Kang that calls himself the Beyonder. Right. And then he brings all, he pulls all the Avengers from different timelines to Battle World, and that's how you reboot. That's how you end Secret Wars with a new Captain America, a new a new Iron Man pulled from other threads of the, uh, other timelines, right? So I think I I mean I'm almost certain that's what the plan was. The question is, will that be the plan now, right? But because either way, even if they do cast Kang, I don't think Kang's going to be in it for the long haul. No. It's still tainted. It's still so. So we'll get they'll they'll wrap up Kang in in the shortest order they can. Yeah, just get rid of them and and move on. So the so that's why they're rewriting Avengers. Um, you know, uh, Kang Dynasty and not calling it Kang Dynasty, and it's going to have a ripple effect into whatever Secret Wars was going to be. So, but I think that was going to be the one two punch was Kang Dynasty and then Beyonder, who is actually a Kang variant. And then you, you 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 do you can almost do you know um, uh, secret wars like almost like a one shot like you, you didn't have to necessarily watch any of the other stuff because the, the the universe is getting effectively rebooted to an extent uh, at the end of this at the end of this film. So, but yeah, that's the that's the big story. Yeah, uh, I never I was never excited about the whole Cage Dynasty anyway. I, I was just just not a big not a big fan. So I'm not going to be upset if they just toss all that out. Yeah, I mean, it, it, first off, he was too close to Thanos. You know, it's it's like, you know, we're getting the same sort of character again as the big bad. It should have always been Doctor Doom. Yeah. It should have been all uh, it should have been Doctor Doom bringing everything back focused on Earth. Right. Right. And, and an Earthbound threat. And he's a different kind. I mean, he doesn't have superpowers. <laughs> but he's like, but he's, he's different. Like he's going to have, he's, you write him like he's an evil Iron Man. So people understand Iron Man, right. but now it's, he, it's an evil version. And, and so all the stuff, all the benefits they have from having Iron Man on their side is now uh, like now a detraction and they don't have, they don't have Iron Man anymore. Right. That's where, and that's where Reed gets his props. Uh, and it's also how doom, you know, like hands, the new Avengers, their, their asses. Because they're ill-equipped to deal with them, right? So, but yeah, that's uh, that's yeah. the big big news. Well, good for John. Uh, we wish him the best of luck. Mm, guilty yeah. or not? Guilty um, or not? Definitely guilty, motherfucker. Oh, definitely guilty. He'll serve like three months in jail, if that. Uh, yeah. The question is, when will he be back in any sort of movie? Or film. He'll want to hire him. In a, yeah. Uh, he'll do a couple of independent try to get back his foot back in the door. You know, I mean, someone will hire him. Someone will hire him. Yeah, they love a, they love uh, a comeback story. Yeah, he will. 
Let's see. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob. What? Part three. Oh my God. Is in the works. Kevin Smith's currently writing it. Jay no. and Silent Bob three. PMR. All right, fellas. We got to go watch it. Oh my God. Have you, have you guys watched that last one again? Oh, I was too depressed to watch it. I'm that, that thing like three before loop, man. Yeah. You're talking about clerks three. He's talking about Jay and Silent Bob. Too, oh, right? okay. Yes. Yeah. It's clerks three, right? That's what we saw. And it was, God. it all hit a little too close to home in a lot of areas. Yeah. So, yeah, I had to drive up for some stuff to deal with for like my parents' estate. And, uh, so I was like, you know what? I knew you guys were going to see the movie. That, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to book it. I'm going to get up there. So I got there, pulled in just in time to go into that movie. And it was, yeah, God, that thing was one brutal piece of cinema, Kevin Smith. <clears throat> yeah. Man, I would like to watch it. I'd like to watch it again to see if it's as funny as, as it was in some spots where, you know, some well, of the funny. Cause I didn't, I must have missed those parts. I just found it depressing. It was I was de- just gonna book. It was. I was gonna have it playing it in the background at at the PMR's wake. <laughs> that's what. That's the the funny part was uh, how Randall would talk Dante and everybody into things and his wild dream and all that kind of stuff. And so that was. Those are some of the things I remember as being pretty funny. Yeah, that well, that was pretty pretty good. That, I saw myself in that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so, which meant, you know, well, the question was, who's who's Dante, me or Brad? Exactly. Which of us is, is PMR driving into an early grave like Randall did? <laughs> <laughs> well, right now I think it's me, but... Uh... <clears throat> All right. Uh, so, there's, so, there's a, so there's a... We kind of got lost track... Jay and Silent Bob, another number three? Or yeah, he's working on number three now. And, and to put it in perspective, number two is so old, it was during the scream. Uh, like, wasn't Jay and Silent Bob 2, didn't they go to Hollywood and, and they yeah. walked onto yeah. the scream set? I don't remember. That yeah, sounds I familiar. Like, I think it was like 2002 or three or something like that. It was like early 2000s. Yeah, but it was like screen. They walked into the set of like Scream Three. Right. That yeah, sounds that's right. Yeah, when they uh, met um, one of them's daughter or some shit like that. I don't know. It was. I thought it was a decent movie. I, <clears throat> I think I'm the only one that likes Kim Smith movies. They may be. They may they're, be. they're good. They're fun movies. They're masterpieces, but they're fun. I movies. mean, the, they're, yeah, they're not. Yeah, they definitely belong in the nineties. So. Much like PMR. Yeah, in the 80s. <laughs> He's moved on from the 80s to the 90s in 2024. He is going to... I finally crossed over. Finally crossed over. Called up to the 90s. He realizes he can no longer pass for 40. Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it happens. It happens. Uh, let's see. Other news. We're getting a new Bell- Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, oh, yeah, that's in a few uh, months, film. right? Of someone who can't pass for 40. Jesus Christ. Straight to Netflix. Beverly Hills Cops. Beverly Hills Cop Axel F. Is this going to be a, a, a PMR gangy uh, viewing? Loves fucking Eddie Murphy, man. Everybody loves, loves Eddie Murphy. So, yeah, we're that's going to be a mother son, mother son outing together. I wonder if it'll be out in time for Mother's Day. That would be, oh, that would be a nice Mother's Day gift. Take her to go see. Uh, Although she currently has COVID, so I hope she makes mothers. Oh, God. 
Does she know it's coming out? That'll give her something to look for. Does she know it's coming out? Yeah. Um, you know what? I don't know. Uh, I haven't talked to her in a few weeks, so I need to I need to get on that. You know, I haven't checked on my elderly mother who has COVID in a few weeks. Okay. I'm sure somebody would tell me if there's any change in her condition. All right, let's see. So what were we celebrating back in October? Her night. Her ninth, her ninetieth birthday. <laughs> so his ninety-year-old mother has the COVID, and he hasn't checked on her in a few you weeks. Know what? This is typical PMR. Stick your head in the sand, and the problem goes away. <laughs> if he just ignores it, he's doing. Siblings will keep me up. On that. Yeah, somebody will let you know. Don't worry about it. You got other things to do with your time. Maybe she'd like to hear her son's voice. <laughs> well, she can listen to the mom. podcast, the oh, 200th episode. But she will be more excited to hear about Eddie Murphy coming back than she would have felt, you know, me to call. Yeah, she don't care about hearing about you. But you know what? <clears throat> what was it? Uh, it's Billy and uh, uh, what's Taggart? Yeah, her looks rough, man. That, that I thought Billy. I thought that actor had died a while back. No, Billy. I guess, yeah, Judge, Judge Judge Reinhold. I could have sworn he died years ago. Judge uh-uh. Reinhold. Did you have a Skip Stevenson? Moment? I guess so. Yeah. Jeez. Judge Reinhold's kicking. Oh, what's What's more interesting is that Taggart's not dead. Yeah. I'm shocked. Well, he looks dead. It looks like he's a Taggart corpse in that fucking car. I watched because the kids hadn't seen him, so I, so I made him. Or me and Jonah watched. Beverly Hills Cop, first one, like two weeks ago. Taggart looked 50 in 1984 yeah. or six. I know he did. I mean, he has to, that dude has to be going on 70 or 80, I mean, 80 or 90 years old. There's I mean, no way. I mean, yeah, Taggart looked so, fr- I mean, maybe that's just the way 30 year olds looked yeah. in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> but god damn he looks he looks 50 if he's a day uh, he did i mean he really did that's why i thought he was 40 years ago i was shocked well, I'm, i mean i'm glad they brought him back but fuck so yeah i thought taggart was dead not no, because I mean, i'd heard anything or anything like that but just that surely this man makes sense is, that he was yeah his deceased was dead but i didn't i thought he'd be like pissing himself in some old folks home or something but yep. Apparently not. Apparently not. We got uh, uh, Rebel Moon has has released on Netflix. Has anybody watched that? I have not. I've watched. I've I've put it on for about an hour. I don't know if I watched it, uh, but this is the podcast that when no one ever watches anything, we just talk shit. About <laughs> we just talk shit. <laughs> Normally, I will watch stuff. I have no interest. In, I am so over Zack Snyder, and it's got a four. It's got a four on on uh, IGN, and it's it's rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, every review is rotten for this thing. That's just haters. And he's already said that he's got like his director's cut, which is going to be like a hard R, uh, like teed up. So we're we're getting Rebel Moon for kitties. Then we're going to get Rebel Moon after dark. Then we're going to get whatever part two is. 
and then I'm sure part two after dark, and then you're going to get like the 12 hour cut of, of both movies. So watch that though. No one's going to watch that. No, it's, it looks awful. I mean, that, uh, it does look pretty, pretty goddamn bad. So, but what is the last thing he's done that's decent? I mean, Watchmen, that's the only thing I, that's the only Uh, thing I watched. 300 was good. Watchmen was good. Man, I still, I still stand as one of the best comic book movies. Brad, I don't know what the fuck you saw, but it was Batman v Superman was very good. It was not. Martha. We find out after all these years, he actually just watched Superman two and didn't realize it was Man of Steel. I think Brad watched something totally different, and it wasn't Man of Steel. I feel like we. I feel like if we showed him Man of Steel, he'd go, "Oh no, this is not what I this ain't what I watched. <laughs> this is what I watched. No, this no, was no, I watched no, the thing. It was in black and white. Otis. First yeah. Otis, this isn't the movie I watched. Because man is still <laughs> it's a very good movie, God. Zach. Don't listen to him. Uh, all right, we my, got. My God. Uh, let's see. Go through my news. My news reel. But you know what, though? Here's the deal. I, and this is <laughs> all the state of the industry, regardless. Lost my thought. Oh, okay. Here goes. Zack Snyder was always bad. And I, I'm sorry. <coughs> this shit was terrible. And everybody hated it. No one wasn't watched it. They they shit on it and everything. But now everybody all of a sudden is like, save the Zack the Snyder. Person. No, it's just a bunch of incels that are save the, uh, save the Snyder burst. They're just vocal. That doesn't mean there's a bunch of them. I don't know. Every time you turn around, there's something on there. But so. with that being said, will we ever get to a point where anything that's released now is not shit on? Though I mean, that's true. I I, I don't think there's right. It's an honestly, extension of of George, social media. If George Lucas released Star Wars today, people would shit on it. It would never. Oh, yeah. It would have never gotten traction like it did in stuff. We will never get back to where something is just so amazing. Well, that's the problem, like not to get on a soapbox, but that's the problem with social media altogether. We went from everybody wins, nobody loses, everybody gets a trophy to, well, everyone's opinion matters. You know, you can have a difference of just because you have a different opinion than me doesn't mean that I'm wrong or that you're right. Right. Then you got social media where it's like. Uh, I, it's it's the culture of me, so it's like anytime something happens, I have to go out and put my spin on it. I have to go out and say, you know, why it affects me and what my opinion is. Nobody cares. Nobody gives a shit about your opinion, right? But so, but that's where. And, but here's the thing: if I put it out there, uh, you're going to make sure and like my stuff so that I like your stuff when you put it out. And all you do is embolden me for more bad hot takes on shit. And that's where we're at. Like, everybody has to have an opinion. Nobody can be told they're wrong or that they have a bad take on something. Like, nobody can say, well, I like it. Like, it's just everything. Everybody has to have an opinion on everything. Everybody has to look for the scandal or try to put their spin on everything. There was an article earlier today talking about, I mean, it's um, pitch perfect. When Rebel Wilson in one of the in one of the in one of the scenes they do a, like a USO tour sort of thing, 
and they're wearing like little Navy outfits. And Rebel Wilson's has sleeves. And so people on social media decided, well, it became a whole thing that she was being fat shamed because everybody, uh-huh. the other ones had, had, uh, um, were sleeveless outfits and hers were sleeved. And so it got all of this, this, this vitriol and all this kind of bullshit about it. And then Rebel Wilson comes out and goes, Hey, I'm the one that picked that costume. Whoop. But it's, but everybody was going to run to her defense and vocal and, and, and say it was fat shaming and all this kind of stuff. And she had to come out and say, look, guys, I'm the one that picked that outfit. I'm the one that chose that outfit. I'm fat. <laughs> but that's, uh, that's, that's another like, hot that's, take. Yeah. That's another hot take. There's a bad hot take for you. Um, but that's where we're at. Like, that's that's the yeah. problem with all this. So, yeah, like if 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 somebody likes something, somebody else has to say they don't. And let's, like, also, it, let's also something that we've always known. And no offense to any nerds that are listening out there. But nerds are kind of assholes. Yep. Oh yeah, I mean, we used to deal with it. But all here's the thing: where I feel like we're kind of coming full circle on some of this because, at the end of the day, we don't. Nobody gives a shit if it makes money. Like your opinion doesn't matter if the movie makes money, right? So when you're talking about like Rebel Moon and then and the Snyderverse, you know, people, it's like that's great and all, but you watched it. Did it make the money that Netflix wanted it to make? Right. Whether you liked it, whether you didn't like it, did it make the money that it, they wanted it to make? Did Did you want Mira in the film? Should Mira have been in the Aquaman two or not been in? Aqu- well, doesn't really matter. It wasn't a great film. It didn't make the money. Yeah. It didn't make the money that the studio needed. So at the end of the day, it, it, this whole well, I have a point of view and you have a point of view, and and just because it's different doesn't mean that you're right and I'm wrong. Well, at the end of the day, <laughs> we live in a capitalist nation. If it made money, one, somebody was right. No one was right. If it didn't make money, somebody was right. So, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> well, there you go. Hey, one thing I just thought of uh, that we haven't talked about, the thing that I think everybody across the globe can agree on, is Godzilla mm-hmm. minus one was the best movie of the year? I will say God. that that was probably my favorite movie this year. Oh, besides Guardians, Guardians three was good, but Godzilla was that that minus one or plus one or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, that was a great movie. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. Godzilla has united the world, I think. And it was subtitles, and you know I fucking hate subtitles. No, it's like work. A lot of work yeah, to read it was, that fucking movie. Godzilla minus one was very good. Uh, the are you going to go see it in black and white, Brad? Uh, we may. We saw it twice. We saw it when it was released, and then uh, we talked PMR into go seeing it at the 4DX or whatever theater where it moves around and blows smoke I on you. Spill my coffee. Didn't spill his coffee. Uh, but it was a lot of fun yeah, to see it that way. Uh, so that was a good one to see. Uh, and so, yeah, if they release it in the, the black and white remastered and all that, I may go see it just to support Godzilla. Yeah, it was very good. It wasn't my favorite film of the year, though. So just well, just putting it out there. Well, we're at, we're at the end of the year. What Not cool. What is your favorite movie of the year? Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah, I haven't had time to watch that. I still haven't watched it. You haven't it. watched Across the Spider-Verse yet? No. Uh, 
I think it'd give me like epilepsy. It's no, just... it's so good. It's so freaking good. So Brad, favorite movie? Godzilla. Uh, yeah, I think that's the only movie I actually saw in the theaters this year was Godzilla. Mother. Now, I mean, Godzilla's easily top five, probably top three. I mean, it would probably be Godzilla minus. It would be uh, across the Spider Verse, Guardians, and then Godzilla minus one. So, mm-hmm. very good film. Just not my number one. Right. And what's wild is my one and two are Marvel films. What's so take that, PMR. One and two is what? Spider Man and Guardians. Films. Uh, what's your second? Oh, Guardians. <laughs> <clears throat> yep. What DC can't exactly rally. So if there's other stuff that came out this year, and I still a top two or more. I mean, I did Oppenheimer's not in my top three. I didn't Barbie's like not in my top three. I hope not. That shit was good. So just, just putting it out there. Uh, PMR, it was just as you mentioned, Netflix, Brian, and Spireverse. Uh, if you're in the mood for reading another movie, a Korean movie, uh, Old Boy, the original Old Boy is on uh, Netflix now. It's it's worth a view. It's a good revenge. A, little, a revenge ending movie. will leave you a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. What's it about? I ain't gonna watch that. What, okay. what's it about? That's a guy hey, who has to get uh, revenge on people. But yeah. So well, basically, here's the here's the hook. So there's a guy that saw something when he was in high school and reported it and it, and it kind of ruined this other person's life. Well, he's 30 ish. He gets kidnapped and locked in a hotel room for like 20 years. And they just release him out on the streets. And that was the way the the guy got revenge on him was uh, like locking away for 20 years. But the, but that's, that wasn't the punishment. Locking him away for 20 years was a means to an end. It's what happens after he gets out. And then you have that like kind of Kaiser Sose twist at the end where you're like, oh, shit. Like, so but, but like after the twist happens, what the main character decides to do is just equally as bad. So, old boy. Old boy. It'll leave you wanting to take a shower. Great fight scenes in it, and great fight scenes replicated. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, yeah. a lot of the uh, Daredevil fight scenes that you guys liked in the hallways, well, y'all liked, but that Alex loved in the hallways and everything. That's that's straight up old boy. That was lifted straight from old boy. So, yeah, try to watch that one day. There you go. James Wan is uh, making a Call of Cthulhu movie. Oh. Why not? Which some might argue that's what he made with Aquaman too. Well, that's a good that's a good thing. Think of that. Yeah. So Talk about Aquaman Aqu- two, lots of uh, you know, uh what um love oh my god, what's his name? Lovecraftian uh type monsters in it. Oh really? Right, yeah. It's set in the Arctic. Right, at the beginning's in the Arctic. So kind of like uh, in the mouth of madness, or, no, in the uh, in the mountains of madness, right? That's the first. Uh, oh, are you talking about Doctor H.P. Lovecraft? Lovecraft. H.P. Lovecraft film or uh, book, but uh, in the so yeah, if you watch Aquaman, it's clear like he's I don't know uh, the movie's thirty percent 
Call of Cthulhu anyway. Oh, interesting. Yes, yeah, it's, it's all Lovecraft type, you know, monsters to the point where it's like, well, dude, if you didn't want to make this movie, just make then go make that movie. He's just testing it out. <clears throat> so, uh, Aquaman. Speaking of Aquaman two, Mira was in the film oh. and had a, a whole eleven lines of dialogue in the movie. Oh, she got off lucky. Well. She shouldn't have been in it at all. It's to, it's like why why even leave her in it if you're only going to give her that little dialogue? It's so weird because <clears throat> she's their kids in it. So like you know Arthur Junior's in the film, but it's like they don't even reference hardly that she's his mother. Oh. It's so bizarre. Maybe they aren't. Maybe she is. <clears throat> so, but yeah. So that was that was a That's a, a revelation from the film. And let's see anything else. Anything else? Oh, I mean, I guess this is a this is a big one, Brad. What's your thoughts on? Uh, uh, do we think Warner Brothers is going to merge with uh, Paramount? Ah, uh, you know, nothing's uh, nothing's off the table. I would say that it depends on if uh, how how poorly pa- Paramount is doing nowadays. Paramount and uh, you know, again, there's. The the industry has created this ecosystem where they you know everybody's supposed to pay ten dollars here, fifteen dollars here, you know seventy dollars here if you want the basic networks and and live TV and all that. So it's just recreating cable again. So it's just you know <clears throat> how many how many of these streaming services do you want to pay for and and music services and video game services to where you're back to paying two hundred dollars a month across everything and then if you're to to accommodate all of this streaming that you're doing now you got to pay a hundred dollars plus a month for the high speed internet that doesn't cap and all this so uh you know it, it's getting a little ridiculous how much um how much you're paying for quote unquote cable nowadays so we'll see what about is it uh, is there a do you think there's a a component that well I like your toys better than I like my toys and so it's from uh, in, in lack, uh, they don't feel like they have the creative in place for new ideas and new concepts and new stories. <clears throat> they just want to get into each other's toy boxes. Uh, yeah, it could be. Uh, again, you know, Warner and uh, uh, Paramount together have, you know, like whatever the number happens to be, 50 networks. Yeah, so if mm-hmm. people remember networks yeah. under their belt and all that kind of stuff, and so uh, you know, I think that Peacock is trying to figure out where, where its place in the world is, uh, and it's owned by Comcast. So with it, you know, Comcast probably wants to keep that going, uh, and then you know, Hulu uh, joining forces under Disney, uh, Disney Plus rather. Uh, you know, again, so I, you know, twenty twenty four, we'll see a few changes in the world i would think in streaming services but again you know you're going to have three big people in there netflix seemingly is going to still be one uh but if you notice netflix you know we talked about the spider verse and old boy netflix like in the past couple of months got an insurge of like some decent movies for a while there they seemed to have absolutely nothing worth watching other than yep. seinfeld uh, but now it's like, oh, okay, they've got some of the better movies on there because everybody's licensed movies out everywhere, left and right. So. Well, you're kind of, <clears throat> I mean, just playing armchair quarterback, it seems like, 
if Disney wasn't going through some of their woes, they would have picked somebody up by now. Right. Yeah. Uh, Warner brothers and paramount are equals trying to merge instead of instead of somebody trying to buy one or the other. Right. Amazon bought MGM, but Amazon was so much bigger than MGM. Right. You know, it almost seems like paramount would, would fit well with Amazon, not paramount. Um, uh, NBC. Right. Yeah, uh, would fit well with Amazon, but yeah, it's 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 it, well, it's going to come down to the fact where you, you're getting uh, two. You want chocolate or vanilla? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but it is it's uh, I don't know, interesting. But but then the flip side of that is you could see you know uh, Ninja Turtles fighting with you know Batman. Uh, absolutely. Who the fuck want to see that? Yeah. I'd want to see that. Really? Why not? Yeah. Why not? Why not? And so, you could yeah. see uh, uh, SpongeBob fighting with uh, I don't know Teen Titans. I don't know. I was trying to think. Of yeah, well, you could see uh, Mermaid Man and a Barnacle Boy fighting with. Oh, Aquaman there you go. And, That's uh, a good analogy. Yeah. And uh, Aqualad. Say so, Black Widow and Wonder Woman having you know relations. That'd be awesome. Black Widows. Disney, we're talking Paramount and Warner Brothers. Oh. <laughs> that same thing. Same thing. So, They're I'll all continue. the same. I'll just keep this in my mind. All right. Keep that fan fiction to yourself, Fiomar. <laughs> uh, that's pretty much it for the news, aside from deaths. Uh-oh. What do we There's got? There's your cue, Brad. What do we have in the deaths? Should we do a death or just who died today or yeah. A death in review. A death in review. Yeah, let's go back to January. <laughs> we'll have a moment of silence for each one. Okay, Brad, who's who is the biggest loss this year for you? Who did you lose that was like devastating? What's what's the number one loss this year? I I don't know. I'd have to review the list. I don't think I have anybody really. Well, let me look. I can pull it up. Talk amongst yourselves. Uh, I would oh. say, I would say Matthew Perry. I think that's the biggest death of the year, actually. Like, oh, okay. I mean, I mean, Suzanne. not a day goes by where I don't, I don't think of Matthew. How's Matthew Perry doing today? I mean, we lost, we lost Suzanne Summers, Matthew Perry, Kirstie yeah. Alley. Kirstie Alley was at the college. She's for Sabbath. Tom Cheers. Tom Smothers yeah. most recently. Um, Tom Smothers died. Tommy Smothers, the yo-yo man. That's my biggest death. Did it's like Tommy Smothers. Died this year or was the last year. Who? Larry who? What the fuck? Well, Larry, Larry Storage. Oh my god. He's still beating that drum. Yep. Beat Larry Storage. Uh, also relatively recently, I don't I don't know if I would say he's the most <clears throat> impactful to me, but maybe because I grew up on all the TV shows, Norman Lear. Yeah, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? The, Norman Lear was one of those that I mean, he's 103. I mean, it wasn't like it was like, oh, man. No, no. Everybody was kind of like, oh, well. Well, Marty Croft. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Some notable ones. <clears throat> we had Lisa Marie Presley, Julian Sands. Paul Rubens. We had David, David Crosby, Paul Rubens. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pee Wee might be a big one. Yeah, that's a big one, too. Uh, Burt Bacharach. 
Well, I love Burke Bacharach. We had Raquel Welch. That was a big one. That's a big one. Richard Belzer. Tom Sizemore. Robert Blake. We had uh, Lance Reddick. That was a big one. For sci-fi nerds. He's been in a ton of sci-fi stuff. We had, uh, let's see, scrolling through. Treat Williams. Harry Belafonte. Iron Sheik. Jerry Springer. Who, who, Brad? Iron Sheik. Iron Sheik. Yep. Sinead O'Connor. Let's see. Tina Turner. Tina Turner. Wow. Pat Robertson. Treat Williams. Uh, Alan Arkin. I didn't realize Alan Arkin died. Uh Oh, now this one's hitting him live. Tony Bennett, Terry Funk, Iron Sheik, and Terry Funk. I don't know who that is. Wrestler. Uh, Bob Barker. Oh, yeah. Bob Barker died. This is a bad year, man. Jimmy Buffett. Uh, Robbie Robertson. Michael Gabon. Dumbledore. Richard Belzer. Did you say that already? Yeah, I said Belzer. Uh, Dick Butkus. We had Shaft, Richard Roundtree. Cindy Williams. Did y'all say Tom Sizemore? Yeah, Tom Sizemore. Yep. No one gets He used to be his girlfriend. Oh, wow. Henry Kissinger. He's probably sorry. He was down. Andre Brower. The the mom from uh, Christmas Story. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was in that last Christmas story film, uh, like the one they did like last Christmas. That was, was her she? last one. Yeah, yeah, she was in it. Lisa and Ryan O'Neill, Lisa, well-known piece of shit, Ryan O'Neill. Yeah. Huh? Uh, Ryan O'Neill, man, what a piece of shit! Oh, wait a minute, Adam Rich. Everybody knows the precocious uh, seventy-star Adam Rich from Eight Is Enough. Mm. Turns out seven was plenty. Yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> Zing. Zing. Take that, Nicholas. Yeah, that's my the old list. Parks and Rec is dead. That was big. What old lady? <coughs> she Parks and Rec? Yeah, she played um, Ethel Beavers on Parks and Rec. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Bastards. Heartless. If you say so. Hmm. All right. Well... You know, lots of deaths. Lot of very, deaths. very sad. Many yeah. people died. Well, we miss you all, except you, Ryan O'Neill. Yeah. Ryan O'Neill, man. Yeah, uh, so, uh, on Ro- Rosalind Carter? Rosalind oh, Carter? Yeah. Who? Rosalind Carter? Eh. Okay. On Alex's recommendation... All right, are uh, we? Are we went, we've moved away from the celebrity. Death? No, no, no. no. Oh, okay, it's it's an anecdote. <laughs> oh, okay. Shit, Robert Blake died this year. You know, mm. his wife mm. got away with it. So yeah, we said Robert Blake about five minutes ago. Um, uh, the uh, yeah, he murdered his wife. It's well known fact. The uh, but he's not he's not the biggest piece of shit. Ooh. I'm sure he is. But Ryan O'Neill. Let me get back to Ryan O'Neill. So on Alex's recommendation. I went and read uh, The Kid Stays in the Picture, which is uh, Bob Evans, 
former head of Paramount, bringing it all together, ah, Brad. There you go. Bob Evans' uh, um, autobiography. Did y'all say Ray Stevenson? Yeah. No. Did we? Yeah, we did. We did. Uh, so, but uh, in the book, where Paramount was uh, almost about <laughs> to shut their doors. They had been purchased uh, by a, a, another corporation, and they were trying to either sell off the the studio or just close it all together. When Bob Evans took over, and he greenlit Love Story, and Love Story was a huge hit <clears throat> for Paramount. And so, if you watched the Offer, the uh, show on Paramount called The Offer, which is like a mini series talking about the making of The Godfather, right? Which Bob Evans is in it, and he's played by. Uh, the guy that played Ozymandias. Oh, what the hell is his name? Shit. He'd be a fa- perfect fan, uh, Mr. Fantastic. Um, but the uh, part of the story they're talking about, uh, he was married to, um, oh shit. What's her name? I'm drawing a blank on her name. The uh, Allie McGraw, who was the star of Love Story. And Love Story was her and Ryan O'Neill. Right. Well, Allie, at the premiere, like, almost had a miscarriage. And so they had to whisk her away and take her to the hospital. And uh, Ryan O'Neill refused to do the the, the, um, press tour unless they paid him more money. He held up the studio to pay him more money uh, when – and he was just a a soap opera star at that point before he got cast. But he held up the studio – to pay him more money to do the press tour alone because Allie McGraw was in the hospital uh, trying to prevent her child from dying. So real class act. Well, I think he got his, but hell, he was like eight years old. So, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, it was a very good book. It's a nice one-two punch if you've watched the offer on Paramount and are a fan of The Godfather. Go read uh, Bob Evans. The kid stays in the picture. Right. I, I, I saw the movie a while back. Kid the, stays in the there's picture. a movie about it. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's kind of told through uh, like weird animation and stuff like that. Kid stays. That's in the interesting. Picture. I think so. <laughs> Matthew Good. Matthew Good plays Bob Evans in the offer. He's fantastic, and he'd be one Mister Fantastic. Reed Richards. There you go. So there you go. Bring it full circle. Uh, but yeah. So that's our uh, year end in memoriam, I guess, Brad. That's it, man. All right. We give a big shout out to all those dead folks. Yep. They all, they all right. They're all okay. They're so all far. right. You're all right, dead folks. <laughs> Who's going to die this year? Plenty, plenty of people. Uh, probably uh, Taggart from <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop. Michael J. Fox ain't looking too good. He's hanging in there. He's doing all right. Is he? Probably. I hope William Shatner don't go. That's a day off of work, man. Mm. A day of- He's going to be at Megacon. Oh. This may be your last hurrah. You should probably go see him. I'm going to go see him. All right, you should. Bill, it's Come me. On, Bill. Let's go. PMR. Remember, remember how you ignored me? Remember that time? Remember that time at Dragon Con '97 when yeah. you said, 
good morning. He actually did say good morning. He, yep, he said good morning. He said good morning to you. Honestly, that's more than Stan Lee did. So, you know, Stan Lee, I, I still think that that was the wax dump there. He said, good morning. Do you have an erection? <laughs> and I Why, thinking, look at that. Yes, I do. <laughs> good morning. What's poking me in the back? <laughs> oh, it's okay, Mr. Sadler. Don't look back. I'm almost done. So, all right. right. So what's up? So what's up? Is this a new so segment? What's up? <laughs> what's up? What's up with that? <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I mean, I've seen Aquaman, so I can kind of give you my thoughts on Aquaman. If anybody wants to hear it, I do. I want to hear it. Our listeners want to hear it. I actually sent some notes to you guys so that I could make sure to remember all the the salient points and my uh, my gripes, my list of grievances with the film, as it were. Your list of notes. So essentially, uh, we already kind of alluded to Mira had no point in being in the film. They, uh, they and in fact, there's a spot where you think they killed her, and I'm like, oh, well, like early on in the film, probably like I don't know at the 30 minute mark. She gets blasted by uh, um, Manta's, you know, evil trident. And uh, she's like laying there and they whisk her away. And I'm like, oh, well, that'd be the perfect place to just kill her. Just kill her. Right. So, but they didn't. She comes back. Nobody dies. He does the same thing to her dad, like, you know, 20 minutes later. They're all fine. He's vowed to kill everyone Aquaman loves. But then every time he kind of wounds him, he just left, he just swims away. Which, you know, doesn't make a, a ton of sense, right? Uh, so here are my takeaways from Aquaman 2. The, uh, it's pretty clear. If you thought Jason Momoa uh, chewed scenery in Fast 10, <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet. Wow. Like, he, there are so, like, you can tell he thought he was ad-libbing like and and nobody was telling him to stop there's so many weird like kind of statements that he makes and weird kind of like half jokes that he makes that don't land uh but clearly nobody was nobody was minding the store they knew this was a lame duck film anyway right and they just let him do whatever the hell he wanted to get it over with so but my note was uh they had nothing to lose, so they let Jason Momoa chew scenery like it was in an all-day all buffet. No. That, was my, that was my note. Uh, weirdly, there are a ton of MCU references in this film. I, at hmm. least five times they reference an MCU film. And I'm like, do they, do they realize they're a different universe? <laughs> to the point at the end, at the end, Aquaman's at a press conference in front of a podium. Aquaman does press conferences now? Aquaman does press conferences now. And he's in front of a podium, and he can't resist doing the I am Aquaman. You know, like he walks away and comes back and goes, oh, by the way, I'm Aquaman. Like, you know, the the reference to the Iron Man, you know. uh, um, Oh, my God, that's bad. uh, Robert Downey Jr. ad lib. Um, Yeah. I mean, he references Doctor Strange at one point, and I'm like, what does he say about Doctor Strange? I forget. Uh, and here's the thing. Oh, well, here's something else. I never fall asleep in a film. I never fall asleep in the movies. I fell asleep three times in this movie. 
I was like, God damn, what is it like? Yeah. So uh, I, I caught it. I don't remember what the reference was. Cause I think I had just, you know, my head had just nodded like uh, right as he said it, but yeah, he references like uh, Dr. Strange at one point. It's, it's ri- ridiculous. All right. Uh, the whole time I'm watching the film, and it didn't. Do- this didn't dawn on me when I watched the first Aquaman movie. But when I'm watching this movie, I I couldn't stop realizing that and, and picturing Patrick Wilson would have been a much better Aquaman. He would have looked like the comic book and the, the cartoon show Aquaman. And of the two, he's the one that kind of acts like a superhero, not just a, a, a goofball the whole time. But. So Patrick, well, I mean, and I to the point where I wonder if that's what they originally were trying to do with the first film. It's like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna cast against what everybody, everybody's expectations and give it to Jason Momoa. Wouldn't it be funny if the bad guy is who everybody kind of kind of fits the archetype of the original Aquaman? So didn't realize it in the first movie. I think uh, I think I may have been onto something, but it took me a while to it took me five years or whatever to or eight years to pick up on it. Um, I put before that story broke, Mira was probably in 30 minutes of the movie and had nearly no dialogue. So I said that in my notes before it was reported that she only had 11 lines of dialogue. Uh, <laughs> Black Mana's henchmen look like complete and total dorks. It's like they went and copied the uh, um, uh, the monarch's henchmen's costumes. <laughs> They, they look so. They look like <laughs> such dorks. Have uh, the old Batman Adam West one where it would say one henchman number two. That would have been, that would have been better. <laughs> but yeah, they they look like complete dorks. Um, all right, so Black Mana vows that he's going to kill everyone that Aquaman loves, and then kill Aquaman because Aquaman didn't save his father at the beginning of the first movie, right? Oh man. That's his vow. Okay. He's going to kill everyone that Aquaman loves and holds dear. Good enough. Right. Well, he has multiple chances to kill him and he doesn't. His plan is because, and I'm sure this was, you know, uh, they delayed filming of this because um, Jason Momoa was protesting like some um, environmental something or another in Hawaii. And so they had to delay filming on this movie by like three or four months because he, he decided that was more important. Well, not that it isn't, but like the uh, uh, you could tell how they lured him back to the film was they had this environmental subplot, uh, but it, you could, it was also just shoehorned in to the whole thing. Like, so it, it's just like it's stapled on. Um, so Black Manta's plan is to kill Aquaman and everyone he loves. They find there's an ancient eighth kingdom that was like destroyed. Right. I thought they were going to bring up, um, Arian. They were going to like do something with Arian. Yeah. Which was, you know, an old, another DC character that was, that lived in Atlantis. Like when Atlantis was, you know, before Atlantis sank, it wasn't, I thought that's what they were going to do though. Um, they, uh, this other realm, started harnessing this dark energy and it was polluting the world. And so that's why they took all their, their energy and they stored it away. And the kingdom, like I I forget why, but the kingdom like iced over 
It's like it's like in, in Antarctica. Oh, okay. it's, it's, it's under Antarctica. Well, <laughs> so Black Manta has now decided he's going to start burning that fuel just for no other reason than to pollute piss people the world. off. Yeah. Just to pollute the world. So he, he's decided he says he's his goal is to kill Aquaman and everyone he holds you know holds dear. Apparently, thirty years from now, from you know, black lung or something. Like he's not, he's he not playing the long to game. Like, he's playing the long game. That's he's okay. playing the long game. Um, and then my final like thought on this: uh, there was way too many golden showers for a superhero superhero movie not produced by Axel Braun. What? So I'm sorry. What? Aquaman gets peed on <coughs> no less than three times uh. in this movie. What? Oh my God! This sounds worse and worse. I mean, good lord. So, oh well. There's one. one the first time they do it, it's he's changing Arthur's diaper, and, and you know, like if you've had a, a boy child, when you're changing their diaper, you got to keep them covered up because as soon as the cold air hits, they're gonna pee. Okay. Right? Yeah, but that's okay. Five years. What's that, Peter? I mean, they. That's such, such a trope. That's such a cliche. I mean, the actual, oh, yeah. the peeing scene. I mean, so they do that scene where he's changing the diaper and he pees on him. Then, you know, it's a, uh, a uh, um, montage of him, you know, being baby takes the morning train. I it's, love it. it's a montage of him doing, you know, husbandly duties around the lighthouse. Right. Classic. So then uh, it comes back to it you know, a few minutes later. And the baby pees, and Aquaman ducks, but Mira, because she can control liquids, ah. turns the pee to where he, so the first time he takes it in the mouth, the second time, oh, yeah. he dodges it, and Mira turns it to where he takes it in the mouth. Oh, that's pretty funny. Okay. And then there's like an octopus scene where the octopus pees on him later in the film. Ah. Damn, it's like, really that's a lot of pee jokes. Power. And I think he's like, why is everybody peeing on me? Like, that's the, that's the jokes. So, yeah, it was, it didn't make much sense. It was a hodgepodge of Cthulhu uh, squeezing in environmental stuff to appease uh, Jason Momoa and lure him back to the set. And Jason Momoa just chewing scenery. And then it just... Just bad. Just bad. All right. So not Just not worth watching. Bad. Not worth watching. Okay, fair enough. No. Goodbye, DC EU. DC EU yep. gone now. It's that for was, the best. That was a nail coffin right there. That was it. I mean, that wasn't. A, that was it. That's there. It is dead and buried. Now, David Zasloff has said that uh, Jason Momoa will always have a job. At Warner Brothers, always. So the the <coughs> wink, wink, nod, nod is still that he's going to be Lobo. Yeah, he's definitely going. Which I think Lobo, I'm still calling it, will show up in Supergirl. Okay. So. What? What? I thought they canceled Supergirl. No, the movie. They're I'm making not- a film. What? No, they canceled the TV show. The can- the Supergirl movie's not canceled. With the girl from the Flash movie? It's not. It's no. It's not going to be the girl with the Flash movie. They're recasting. Okay. 
but it's going to be based on um, the Tom King Supergirl uh, Woman of Tomorrow maxi series, uh, and and basically what it's she's in space, she's in space, uh, uh, like making her way back to Earth. So you know, like that, and she does. She's she goes. Well, I'll just tell you how the story starts. It's like her. Uh, it's her birthday. I don't think they say it's her 21st birthday, but it's her birthday. And so she goes to a planet that has a red sun so she can get drunk and feel it. Ah. Because if she's because her metabolism is, is is so strong on Earth under the yellow sun, she can't feel it. When she, so she actually goes on a bender uh, to a planet with a red sun and then gets and falls into this whole like uh, um, uh, <coughs> series of events but she's powerless and slowly but surely gaining her powers back the closer she gets to earth right but so she but it it gives you a chance to do like she goes to multiple planets and multiple worlds on her way back so by doing it it would be smart because you can say okay well now she's on thanagar now she's on ran right now she's on you know mars whatever but you could slowly but surely introduce she's on oa you can introduce the viewer to all these other planetary um, or all these other planets and all these other like uh, um, races and concepts and heroes. So since Superman is going to be based on earth, you start Supergirl in space and now you've established both sides of that coin. Uh, But it'd be very easy to, to squeeze in Lobo. And honestly, uh, if anybody's, the, I'm sure people at DC feel like Lobo's their Wolverine. So if they can go in and say, "Well, you know, we're going to have a hard time selling Supergirl in a film," getting drunk. Well, no, people will go to see Lobo. No, you know what? I'll be honest with you. No one's going to see Lobo. Maybe in 1995 they would have, but nobody. Nobody, Lobo hasn't been relevant in like 20 years. Nobody knows who he is. They tried to reboot the, the character 10 years ago. They made him look like he was uh, underwear scrawny. model. Yeah, an underwear model. I mean, it, nobody knows who Lobo is. So, I mean, Jason Momoa, it, I mean, he played the part great. But. As for anybody recognizing who it is, that's okay. Ed comics in the nineties, you know who the fuck he was. That's okay. That I mean, people know who Jason Momoa is, and they'll go see it for him and fall in love with Lobo. Like most public didn't know who Deadpool was, right? I mean, if they're going to bring back the character, that would be the actor to give it to. Like you said, by he's seemingly like crazy. And, I mean, well, I mean, what's now? Here's the thing: if you if you're unfamiliar with Lobo. But he shows up on his space motorcycle, uh, calling people friggin' bastages, uh, you know, with chains uh, and hooks all over him, chomping on a cigar, uh, you know, and going wo- going full berserker. Like people are gonna be like, "What else do you need to tell me? I'm in." Like, uh, so yeah. it isn't gonna be much. You're not gonna have to do a whole lot to introduce that character, even for people that aren't aware. The, and, and they understand the concept of it because we've had how many movies with Wolverine. So if people are like, well, shit, this is, this is like Wolverine dialed up to 11, 
he's like a lame reverse. Space Wolverine. Yeah. Space Wolverine. Yeah. Um, regardless, I think that's. I think you're going to get the – you're going to definitely get Lobo. My question is, uh, you know, are you going to get Brainiac, right? I think you probably should get Brainiac, at at least a hint of Brainiac, right? You could uh, reference Argo City, right, and the fact – because Brainiac stole Argo City. That's the difference in – you know, their origins is that Argo city exists. It's just in a, in a bottle in, in Brainiac's menagerie, right? You could, uh, you could hint at the Legion of superheroes. You can even do some time travel stuff where Brainiac five sends no a message time back travel. or something. No multiverse or time travels quite yet, please. Don't oh, that's do true. That. But long story, oh, you could do, uh, Thanagar introduce Hawkman or Hawk girl, uh, there's, there's, I mean, okay. I'd love for them to, to introduce space cabby. Well, the, the, uh, you know, I think it's all going to hinge on whether, whether he can pull off Superman, right? If not, then it's like, you know what? Just forget about the whole thing. Just pay, pay James Gunn a lot of money and go away. Well, did y'all see what I just said? You know? No. What did you send us? I'm looking now. What the fuck? Holy shit. That is Paris Hilton's baby. Okay, so PMR staying on on track here of what we're talking and about. You're talking about Brainiac. Holy fuck! There it is. That thing is Brainiac. Mm. Uh, Did anybody talk about that? Let's see. Paris Hilton, big headed baby. <laughs> you know, we had been talking about discussing a new format for 2024. So we should talk. PMR insults oh, infants. Wait, I was saying, what? <laughs> I googled it. Paris Hilton slaps back at criticism of baby big head. Says he's not evil genius. (laughs) (laughs) My baby is rather dumb. He pees on people. I heard she can't ride a bike without a whistling sound anymore. (laughs) Out the critic. There are some sick in this world she commented on the video my angel is perfectly healthy and yes of course he has been to a doctor he has has a long brain he one day will rule this planet (laughs) he can telepathically move his bottle (coughs) all right uh so yeah so i would say that You know, everybody's saying that the fu- the future of superhero movies, superhero movies are dead. We'll see if James Gunn can resurrect it. If not, everything you said, Brian, goes to shit. Well, oh my god, he's so all right. Let, let's real real this again. So, uh, I, I I had this thought the other day when I was talking to a buddy of mine uh, that my kids watched Invincible Season 2, you know, came back since last time we've, uh, maybe maybe a couple episodes were out last time we did the podcast. But the twins hadn't seen Season 1 because uh, they were like 11, 12. Now they're 14. So I let them see, I let them see Season 1 and I've let them watch so far what we've got of Season 2. I didn't and know Season 2 was out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. they have 
tripled down on it. I have never been able to successfully get them to read comics on a on a consistent basis. Yeah. Jonah will read stuff, right? Jonah's uh, probably read the most of anybody. Well, Jacob's read some stuff, uh, but they've never it's always been kind of like well, they read the story and then they, they're totally fine putting it down. They didn't feel the yeah. need to go read, continue reading. Right. So all three of them. No, I'm sorry. I take that back. Joshua and Jacob, since Christmas break, the start of Christmas break, have read the entirety, all 143 issues of Invincible. Okay. Good Lord. Yeah. They powered through the entire series. I had to go buy like extra copies of the omnibuses because they couldn't read them at the same time. Oh, my God. They have blown through it. And so, you know, uh, clear and, and, and uh, invincible is, is, I mean, it's concepts that were already there. Right. Right. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's Superman. If Superman tur- was evil, right. Or, or, you know, it's, it's uh, a Superboy If he had to fight, you know, it's, it's there. It's, it's not new stuff. It's just, he's taken these tropes and these archetypes and kind of spun them in a different direction. Right. It's very, very good. I mean, I love Invincible, but they have like just glommed onto it and ran with it. And so I was talking to a buddy of mine, and I'm like, you know, I feel like (coughs) the superhero stuff may not be dead. It's just they don't feel like it's their heroes, it's their characters. We feel like, you know, Batman and Superman are our heroes. Well, for them, is Batman and Superman? Well, that's Dad likes. I mean, everybody likes Batman, but yeah, Dad likes these characters. Those belong to his generation. Invincible, even though it's a fresh coat of paint, and it is good. Uh, the fresh coat of paint being the fact that they just they just wail on each other, and it's bloody and and that sort of thing. But that's their. Well, now, oh, this is this is the hero. Same thing with Miles Morales. That's Miles Morales is my Spider-Man. Like the uh, invincible. Well, that that's I can get into that. One, it's not as much baggage, not as much history, but two, it's something different than what your dad likes. Right. <laughs> so it may just be uh, something as simple as that. Like the boys' popularity, the you know uh, invincible's popularity, just the fact that. Nobody really wants another Peter Parker Spider-Man movie. Everybody's chomping at the bit for a Miles Morales. Spider-Man film. So maybe it's instead of you trying to say we're getting old. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, maybe James Gunn, if you're listening, mm-hmm. maybe know you are, you know, you want to prop up Batman because Batman's money. Right. But at the same time, how quickly do you pivot to Damien? Right. How quickly do you, do you make, do you skip Nightwing altogether? Right. Or is Nightwing yep. yeah, or uh, how quickly do you get to like Terry McGinnis, uh, Batman Beyond? Right. So that it's it feels like, well, here's here's a Batman for your generation. And if you so. if he makes a dark and edgy Superman just to appease these new kids that like dark and edgy stuff, then I think Zack Snyder is owed an apology. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's true, too. Comment, comment books. If he does the big blue Boy Scout, 
you know, somewhere I was telling this to be, he can't do the Christopher Reeves Superman, because if you watch those movies, they're all horrible. They're, I mean, we may feel nostalgic about it, but they're really bad. They like Roger Corman movies are horrible. And you would be embarrassed to say they're a good movie, I think. I mean, they're just, they're stupid. And so you can't do that. So if you go the too far to Zack Snyder towards George Kaneji, then people don't like that either. People say, oh, he's too dark. You, we, we need something uplifting and hopeful. But yet, if you look at those movies, you would say, well, that's, that's a shit movie. Alex, you joined us on the 200th episode. I'm here. Look at I that. I'm talking about Superman. That makes me happy. Yeah, we're right, just Alex, we're just we're gonna need a shooting the shit here. Because uh, Brad just threw some some uh, some pipe bombs. Hey, I can tell Brian was getting pissed when Brad starts saying shit about Superman. Oh, mm. you don't talk about mm. Superman. I love. You it, can Superman. talk about Superman three and four, Brian, right? We were ten, and and most of the nation was high on drugs back then. Superman <laughs> yeah. two is still. Like top five superhero films of all time. The man literally ripped off a cell phone symbol off his shirt <laughs> and, and threw it and killed somebody. He killed Zod at the end, didn't he? He did kill Zod. Yeah. The fall killed him. Ah, uh, the, the Disney, the Disney kill. It's always the gravity. Superman didn't kill. kill him. No, gravity did. <laughs> Crap. Listen, Margot Kidder was horrible as Lois Lane. Whoa. Mm. I mean, wow. I got to disagree, Brad. I mean, Margot Kidder was crazy. All right, we've talked about this before. I mean, she looked like a human cigarette. That's true. But <laughs> it was 70s hot. I don't see. I don't even think she was 70s hot. Yeah, you got to look at. Uh, I mean, the Lander Margo, sisters, yes, but not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Martha was hot. The first movie, Margot Kidd was hot. In a gross kind of way, but still. I thought she was hot. <laughs> the I only, I will say this, the only thing good about the Superman movies, the Richard Donner, you know, the Christopher Reeve Superman movies, <clears throat> is the scene where uh, young Clark is standing in the wheat field with his mother, and they do a pan, that is a beautiful Terrence Malick-esque shot. And it's perfect. Although one would say uh, that old lady who was inside the uh, house and they had the product placement of Cheerios there that she put down very conveniently in front of the camera. She it probably took her a good hour to walk out to where he was, and he probably heard her open the door. He could have flown out there and got her, but he made the old lady walk a little ways. But it's a beautiful shot. I would say that's about the best thing in the movie. If I'm if I'm remembering my trivia well enough. I'm pretty sure the movie was shot by the same person who shot um, 2001 A Space Odyssey. I think oh. it's the same cinematographer. The movie okay. is beautiful. Superman 1978 to me. I mean, my screensaver on my laptop is uh, Clark and his dad walking back to the to the Kent, Kent farm. Yeah. That's like one of my favorite shots in any movie. It's just so when, freaking pretty. It's like a painting. When Clark Superman finds Lois's dead body. Yeah. Buried. Like that's some good shit. That's some good shit. Like that's shit. that's some that, quality that, acting. That movie did that no other movie has done and it it to, well Smallville did it is the death of Paul Kent showed that showed Superman. He can't humble. save everybody. Exactly. Humble. Where Man of Steel was fucking ridiculous. 
Again, it was a different message, I would say, for a different time. That's the only thing different there. Well, what was the message? The message, I think the message in the Zack Snyder stuff was that most people are alien xenophobic and everything and that if they people normal people were to find out that he was an alien that they would the government would try to capture him uh, you know whatever type stuff well yeah but he didn't i mean so therefore hide your hide who you are as much as you can both both pictures are valid it's just Zack Snyder was going for a modern story. You know what? It's fun. I like Man of Steel. I can't hey, hate Man of Steel. Hey, Alex, you just joined us. Did you see the big-headed baby from Chris Hilton? <laughs> I saw you text it. Yes, I did see the big-headed baby. What do you think what about that, that, Alex? That's that's a that's a big, big-headed baby. Yeah. Like, that's an alien. Yeah. Now PMR has decided to start roasting, you know, Infants, our infants, the, the, the weakest prey, <laughs> the weakest prey he can focus on, like that or hospice care. Oh. Just die already. Like <laughs> one or the other. That's all he's got. So let's do that's what, that's done with with the DC universe is dead. There, we're done. We're done with it. Hopefully, Man, this is really hurting my heart. What Brad has said about the Donner <laughs> Superman films. No, I'm not, again, I'm they're enjoyable, but I, I, and aside from the cinematography, again, the first one, maybe not the second or third or fourth one, but they're not. I don't know. I, if they let me rephrase, if they were to come out today, I think the fanboys would be like, "This is a piece of shit. Who made this movie?" I, I gotta believe See, that. I, it all comes down to: Do you believe that people? Are inherently good or inherently evil. Paul, old Paul Kent believes people were inherently good. Right. Uh, like uh, uh, Yellowstone Pocket <laughs> believes people were inherently evil. Right. And I would say that's indicative of when Superman was created. Maybe that's where people people were bright and shiny and all that stuff. But now in the year 2024, almost, I would say that you can't write stories like that and be cons- and for it to be considered anything other than comedy. See, Just slaps you like if you get down to it, most people, the vast majority of people are inherently good. I'm sorry. What would you say? I think the vast majority of people <laughs> are inherently good. The problem is you've got uh, a 24-hour news cycle that focuses on the bad. And you've got uh, a, uh, like a commercial, uh, a consumer society that tells you, you know, you can have what you want and you deserve whatever you want. Right. right well, and so you've got people that have a selfish tint and then you're constantly inundated with the absolute worst dregs of society being paraded across your television screens daily. But the vast majority of people are good. Okay. That's my belief. That's one take. What's that got to do with Superman? The fact that... (laughs) What does this have to do about Paris Hilton's baby's head, Brian? That makes no damn sense. 
Superman <clears throat> is a force for good. And Superman is something we should, it, it, like, it's that whole, you know, Christ, uh, you know, um, allegory thing. Right. It's that Superman is the epitome of this, and it's something that we can strive for uh, to make a better world. So you don't want to have a dark Superman. You want to have a Superman that's that's above all of this, that gives, gives something for people to, you know, strive for. Superman should show us that the world can be a better place, right? Like that's the whole problem right. with that that the the Superman you know uh, whatever uh, Man of Steel film to begin with is like Superman should be an uplifting figure, but he's coming like it's all dark. His dad's you know where did he learn like his dad's got a misguided you know view of the world. Right, like it's it's just it was tone deaf and and it was a misstep right from the beginning. Huh. Alex, what do you think? I mean, I kind of see both points. Like, like Superman is always like Brad kind of said. Superman is a kind of like Captain America almost too. They're mouthpiece. They're mouthpieces for what's going on currently in the world. Like they're they're definitely a character that you can bend. Like Superman's not necessarily a character that you can't change around. And I think. To Brad's point, and I see exactly where he's coming from, in the era that Zack Snyder was making that movie, it was it was a play on this idea of xenophobia and and how human beings would actually react and how like an alien like that would have to prove have to prove so much and still be so like dismissed by his the planet he saved. It's just it's an interesting take and that's just an interesting idea. Now it's not my Superman. My Superman isn't necessarily Christopher Reeve, but like I don't know. I always think of like Justice League Superman from like the cartoon. Like that's like Superman to me. That's that guy. It's just like he has dark moments and he he has a temper and like but he's just always trying to do the the, the best thing. He's always trying to put smiles on people's faces. That's my Superman, but well, he's a flexible character. He's malleable, just like all of them. Just like the, Adam West. Adam West's Batman is just as valid as Christopher Nolan's. Like that. That's just. That's fine. Different shirts <clears throat> for different folks. You know. Mine's George Reeves. He's the he's the best Superman. PMR cried in the theater. When did I cry in the theater? In the Flash, when the George Reeves. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, you're right. That was awesome, man. George Reeves, man. Superman, that was that was the best scene in that whole movie right there. It was, uh, it was the resurrecting a dead man. I don't give a shit. I'm sure, shit family, I'm sure his family enjoyed cashing that check. Probably. Nah. I'm glad so, the DCU's dead, though. All, all I'm saying is that <clears throat> you, can't, you can't do... A Zack Snyder Superman, and you, I don't yeah. think you can do a Richard Donner or Christopher Reeve Superman. See, I think you can. I think that I think you're going to get proved wrong, Brad, because that's that's part of what's what's interesting and, and enjoyable about the uh, Chris Evans Captain America is that he is a Boy okay. Scout. Well, yeah. okay. Well, maybe I'll, I'll take that back. Maybe from a the character of Superman, I, I think I can agree on that. But I guess looking back at those movies as a whole. The goofiness of Lex Luthor and Otis right. and the plot and all of that stuff. You, you to, to go back and say, man, we need to have those type of. It's like no, those were comedy movies for children, 
And so if that's what you're trying to do, then go for it. You can make comedy movies for children with Superman. But it's not it's not anything I would be interested in. To make this work, you're going to have Superman a little bit naive. I mean, that's, he's got to be a little bit naive. He, he grew up in He's got to believe the best in people. Right. And and the and it's not an S. It's the, it's the Kryptonian symbol for hope. Well, it's not, but it's not based on that. It's not based on any Kryptonian shit. He didn't know Kryptonian. It's based on the raising of, you know, on a farm. You know, yeah. Life and 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 out in the middle of nowhere. And and it's the lessons he learned from Ma and Pa Kent. Exactly. That's that's where Zach. <laughs> Up. You know. Is, yeah, where where did he learn like where where did he learn his ethics? Where did he learn his belief system if not from Pa Kent? Right. And if you're telling Superman, you know, don't save anybody and you know you don't have to save, you don't owe them people shit. I mean Perhaps that he was trying to make an arc for the character. I don't know. Yeah. Where I, he I, learns I see, things on I, his own as opposed to from his stupid yeah, father. I see what Snyder was going for. Just like, kind of this like, I think, because what he's going for a podcast isn't necessarily a man that doesn't want his son to do those things, but a man that's scared of what will happen to his son if he does. He's trying to protect his son. Yeah, he's trying to protect him. He's being he's being fatherly. I don't think when like Clark saves the bus in that movie, I don't think Pa Kent is like like he's mad at him, but only because he's scared for what could happen to him. He's ultimately proud of him at the end of the day. It's just he's worried about his son. And that's a super that's an authentic way to approach that kind of a relationship. Like that that is authentic. Because I think anybody would be the same way. You have, like, you talk about, like, I think, like, a lot of people who adopt children, they feel the same way. Like, I feel very protective over this child. Like, I don't want them being outcasted because people think they're different or anything like them. I want to help nurture them into society and make sure that they're okay and well taken care of, even at their What's detriment that? sometimes. What's that? Is that unique to adopted children over, like, you know, biologically born children? No, but it is it is something a lot of adopted children go through, especially if like you're like a mixed race adoption. Like that is a that's a huge thing adopted children go through. Um, they go through what's wait what I fell asleep. We've taken a weird tangent. We've gone. We've taken a well. Weird... It's all PMR's fault talking about <laughs> Paris Hilton's baby. Can we <laughs> stick to the we, fucking topic, PMR? Can we segue in since we're talking about dads and all that? Can we segue into their dad and, and talk about? Uh, Frank Gallagher. Frank Gallagher. He's a great dad. Father's Day, Frank Gallagher. Um, yeah, so I, I, Brad, got PMR to watch Shameless. Have you watched Shameless, Brad? I've watched a few episodes when it was first on, on uh, Showtime, right? Yeah, yeah. it's Showtime. And that's on Netflix. Oh, it is so, on Netflix? Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, At least yeah first, I thought it was uh, good. But six or seven seasons are. It's, it's, I mean, I watched a few episodes when it first started, but, you know, kind of like The Bear. I watched a few episodes and said it's good, <laughs> and they threw it in the trash. Are Another hot take from Brad. Me? What the fuck? Oh, hold the hold. fuck on. Hold the fuck on. Hold the fuck on. Hold. I don't want to see that big-eyed Gene Wilder-looking motherfucker cook with his... I mean, put some gloves on, you creep. God damn it. God damn it. Oh, that hurt. Oh, I think Brad's, Brad's decided for the next 200 episodes he's just going to be the shit stirrer. I've got, oh, I've got a new Brad. character I'm trying out tonight, and I love it. Oh, Brad, that, that one hurts so badly. Oh, 
No, he hit ah. me right in the Superman twos. <laughs> Look, I made ago. Brian cry. <laughs> I, 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 am, I am flabbergasted. I'm on my third watch through of the bear right now. Oh, Brad knows all too well how much I love Superman. Too. God. <laughs> like it, this uh, was my design. Alex basically Alex. said it's a silly ass movie. It's a children's <laughs> movie for people who think like children. <laughs> I, I saw Brian just like scare off. <laughs> this, this piece of shit. <laughs> Brad had to cut off his mic because he's like about to die. <laughs> he started laughing, then he moved into coughing and wheezing. It transitioned. <laughs> that reminds me of the uh, the old when we saw uh, Adam West, Frank Gorshin, Devon uh, Craig, and all at that panel at Dragon Con in the nineties. Yeah, that was awesome, man. It was probably the funniest joke I've ever heard. But Frank Gorshin didn't get to go to the panel. He was at the uh, you know he was do uh, he was at uh, Dragon Con doing signings and stuff, and I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but it's it's too good a line. So, uh, the uh, Adam West says, uh, you know, Frank was supposed to be here for the for the panel. Fortunately, he can't he can't make it. Now, when he when he laughs, uh, he he can't <laughs> stop until he passes out because he because he <laughs> emphysema and all that kind of oh, stuff. That's the way I feel. <laughs> Now when he laughs, he can't stop until he passes out. R.I.P. Frank Gorshin, who is a very good guy. Frank Gorshin was very, very cool. So, but, yeah, anyway. Anyway, Shameless is good, way. is what you're saying. Shameless is good. Like, it's... Uh, I do enjoy I have enjoyed it. I, I, I'm kind of getting... I was telling Brad this. I don't know if you heard me, Brian, but... As I'm watching it, it's kind of getting to a Gilligan's Island point. It's like you think they're getting off the island. There, you know, the things are looking good for the family. You know, Fiona gets a job, gets a steady guy, but then it all falls to shit. So Carl like, just strung together two coconuts and made a hand radio. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and it's all going. And you know, before the end of the episode or the season or whatever, the arc is. It, it's all going to fall apart. You know, so. And every time she hooks up with a good guy, she Fiona, the oldest daughter. Yeah, she 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 screws it all up. So, it's, but you know, I'm well, at a point right now where you know Frank's got his new kidney, and he's he's not as funny as he was in the first few seasons. I mean, he's not as I mean, he was he's not as much as an asshole as he was. He, he plays the part well because I, I mean I've dealt with so many people like Frank Gallagher and he plays it perfectly yeah the uh, I think they realized that like it was unbelievable that he wasn't dead at this point so they had to have a way to back away from that edge right that cliff so that was the new liver storyline and now he only drinks one beer a day but he does all the drugs he wants the uh, it's a cast of a, a, a bunch of Really good characters. Yeah. Um, good actors, too. Good actors. It It's weird, though, that, like, they start with somebody you hate, and then suddenly you fall in love with that person, and somebody you thought you were going to like, 
suddenly turns into a piece of shit, you know? So there's this constant, like, kind of like ebb and flow of their character arcs with, uh, you know, uh, oh, no, they're a piece of shit. Oh, no, they've had their redemption. They're cool again. <laughs> nope, they're a piece of shit again. So, like, you see that pendulum swinging multiple times back and forth. Yeah, but even a little tiresome. I, I mean, it needs to a little bit of change of scenery of some stuff. And they have a little bit, but, you know, I hated that, like, Sheila's gone. Uh, I, you know, she hasn't been back. Um, She's not coming back. Do you know she won? Um, uh, she won the Emmy for that for the fifth season. Yeah. So Joan Cusack, she's fantastic uh, in the show. Uh, I'll tell you who my favorite though is at least right now is fucking Carl. Oh, I want to Carl is so good. Carl's the Carl's my favorite. Uh, I love Carl. I told PMR Carl's was spirit animal. The most unbelievable thing is anybody would bang that Debbie chick to get her pregnant. Good lord. Well, Debbie. She's the worst. So I was like, I'm like, because I kind of liked her in the first couple seasons. She was like that precocious, get her done kid. And she's turned into the, uh, the biggest piece of shit. So, like, I actually went and I Googled, like, who is the worst Gallagher? And there was like a poll and Debbie beat out Frank. Debbie was the worst, was in this poll. Everybody voted Debbie was the worst Gallagher. So Debbie at 13 is so concerned about losing her virginity. She date rapes a guy yeah, in order to lose her virginity. Yeah. Then she, uh, she wants to get her hooks in this other guy. And at 14, Tells him she's on the pill when she's not and gets knocked up and then tries to dump it on him that, well, I'm, I'm pregnant. It's your baby. And so she, she, uh, the guy just runs off to Florida to get away from her. And apparently oh, that's the, this cancer patient lady, I think is about to be, uh, Debbie's first, like, uh, like, uh, murder victim. So, cause she's trying to make the moves on her, on her husband. Well, so, it's, uh, yeah, I don't like Debbie. Uh, I don't, not, I mean, I like Lip, I guess. He's all right. I mean, he's like the luckiest Gallagher. Everything just kind of falls in line for him. Yeah. I, I Oh, Ian. I can't stand Ian. I wish they'd get rid of him. He, now, Ian, he was uh, fine. Yeah. He was fine. Him and Mickey were fine. Went before all this stuff with his fucking bipolar. bipolar hit. And then after the bipolar hit, it's like, okay, this kind of sucks. I like Mickey. I, I wish Nicky would come back and they put fucking Ian in the middle. I think he does. Uh, Kevin now, Z are the best. Doesn't matter. No matter what, Kevin Z are always. Kevin Kevin V are the best. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're the, be- they're the best part of the show. Like, uh, my favorite Gallagher is Carl. But my, but yeah, Kevin V, they're uh, a tour de force. I, I, I wish we had a Ropers spinoff of of Kevin V, they like really a thirty minute sitcom of just the two of them. They're fucking awesome. <clears throat> so watch it where I'm at now, and I think Brian, you talked about it. Where I'm at in the show is uh, the hipsters bars. I'm talking about the 15s, all the damn dumbass hipsters out there back then, and uh, and, and how they're all coming into the bar and everything trying to do. 
Yeah, they're going into it because it's it's ironic that they're going to this shitty yeah. sleazy bar. Yeah, it's, supposed to, it's the thing to do right now, so that's it, pretty funny. I'll tell you who else I enjoy is Svetlana. Oh, I do too. I like I've come to like her a lot. The uh, uh, but yeah, it's a really good show. Yep. Probably the peak seasons are the first five when you had Sheila, who's uh, uh, Joan Cusack, who is she was phenomenal. Pretty, yeah, she was really funny. I like how uh, how Frank got back into the country, you know, as a drug mule, and he was able to carry so much heroin up of his ass because because <laughs> Sheila would stretch him out with those dildos. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah shows the nastiest fucking. Uh, I mean, holy shit. Yeah, that shit is gross. I'm not gonna lie to you. God damn. And this, yeah, you're talking. This is the on the bear. Yes, the bear. Yep. Oh, God damn it. Fuck you. Fuck you. God, I keep, that's still hurting me. Like what? that shit still hurts. What? Brad, I don't like the Brad bear. The, the, bear. the bug-eyed bear. You don't like the bear? No, I love the bear. Brad said he dumped it. Like, well, watching it. Here's the thing. Here's here's my issue with the bear. I like it. I can recognize that it's well written and and you know, well shot. And there's there's rich characters, Ugh. right? Uh, at the same time, I got my own shit to worry about, right? And sure. so, I like Carmi's life is too stressful to carry with all the other shit I have to carry. <laughs> Like, I I watch those episodes, like the Feast of Seven Fishes, and I'm like, I'm having a panic attack. Yeah, it's really bad. It's it is so intense, and it's it's uh, it's it's too much. It's too Brad, much. It, like it, it it gets to the point where it's like this is not enjoyable. Like if oh, I'm having this God. visceral reaction to a reaction to it, I, it's I'm not enjoying the, um, the show. Oh, I can recognize it's good. But I think I think that's what makes it so good is that people do have that reaction where it is that level of like there is a level of mastery to what to what they're trying to get you to feel that just is like and they're hitting it right on the head like and they're like making you so uncomfortable. But I think that's so cool. I mean, Brad, I say just stick stick with the bear just to get to season two. Okay. If you watch the first episode, couple episodes of season two and you don't like it, you're a psychopath. But that's fine. <laughs> Bear is probably the best, one of the best seasons of television I've ever watched. It's like a perfect season of television. But, oh, it's a huge tonal shift. It's just great. It's if so you can fun. make it through the Christmas episode, yeah, like oh, no, very last. <sighs> Oof, yeah, the last episode stressful too. I don't but, know the, man. The, the Christmas episode is what killed Ted Lasso for me. Did anybody like the Christmas, the Ted Lasso Christmas special? I, liked, I did not. I liked I half of it where they were all get, going at um, the the assistant's house. Like they are all the players from out of town. They all went there. I thought that was. I, I, like I feel like that whole last season of Ted was just Jason Sudeikis working through like his divorce shit. Yes, it was like, probably true. It was him just moping around the whole fucking season. I feel like yeah. that whole show, honestly. It was just Jason Sudeikis going through his divorce. I feel like we were all in Lasso, and then we woke it up. And, you know what? 
Well, first couple of seasons are good, but yeah, that last season. Now, speaking of like that, you know, uh, group mind, uh, like insanity, has anybody tried to watch Austin Powers in the last decade? No, I have a, a couple of years ago. It's like, what the fuck were we thinking? Yeah, I, I that it was good. But I, I know what you're talking. Yeah, about. yeah. I tried like, and I was like, there were three of those goddamn movies. <laughs> oh, we all went to see them all together. We all they were they were massive massive hits. Yeah, we went on opening night, I believe. You got some, you got some echo, PMR. Yeah. I think you got. Uh, they are unwatchable, unwatchable. Which, uh, like Dumb and Dumber, Dumb and Dumber still holds up. No, still a good movie. Dumb and Dumber still holds up. I fucking hate. Oh my god! Uh, you you watch Dumb and Dumber, and then you try and watch Austin Powers. Like Austin Powers is every line is like groan worthy. Oh, I turned off Austin Powers. I remember a friend in college put it on, and I sat in the room for like fifteen minutes, and then I just left. Like I didn't say a word. I just cut up in the house. I was like, I can't. Well, honestly, it. on. By the third one, we all woke had to woken up. By the third, the third one came out. We went and saw it, but we were we realized we as oh, he's saying we as a society woke up. Yeah, we as a society went. Oh, this is bad. What happened? What was going on? It's like your microphone. I think yeah, yeah. I think the gold member still did okay. I mean, it still did well in theaters. I think where everybody really, I think everybody woke up before the love guru. Oh, yeah. Right? When the love Before guru like came that, out, there was like, what the fuck is this? Like, well, it's Austin Powers. Like, it's bizarre. I don't understand how Austin Powers got three movies, made the money it did. It, what the hell were we thinking? And I was there day one buying a ticket, too. We, uh, we, we used it. to love we them. We saw it together, y'all. Poor Mike Myers. It's, I, I can't think of another property that's like that, like, what the fuck? So that, that was good, yeah, that was that was the one that that was the nineties. Yeah. That's the the epitome of of uh, I don't know the nineties garbage. That that was the height of comedy in the nineties. Yeah. So we had good comedy in the nineties. We don't have good comedy. <laughs> Even Wayne's World is pretty good. Like Wayne's World one and two are pretty good. I never saw but, that. But uh, yeah, goddamn, Austin Powers is just shit. Anyway, did you watch that uh, Jennifer Lawrence movie on Netflix, PMR? Oh, no, I, heard. I said, you may enjoy. It's a good uh, ninety-minute comedy, kind of a dirty comedy movie. Do we oh, got it's dirty. We got echo. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you got a huge echo. Speaking of Brad, bringing it back to this, uh, um, Shameless really quickly, you know, uh, uh, Lip starts banging his hot professor, oh, and yeah. and I realized I was like, she looks familiar. I don't know where you know who she was. Uh, Isles from Rizzoli and Isles. Ah, Rizzoli and Isles. I love me some Isles. Yep. <clears throat> so, I think that series got canceled before those two hooked up. Unfortunately, it, it did. It did. But yeah. she she spent all that pent up sexual frustration on on uh, uh, James Allen White. All right. 
I mean, I didn't. I knew I recognized. I was like, who is this chick on this? But I didn't care enough to look it up. But when you said it was uh, one of whichever one it is, Rosalie. The not Angie, not Angie Harmon of yeah. Rosalie and Isles. I mean, that chick is like, you got to see everything on her. Whoa. So there you go, Brad. All right, that's a reason to watch, I guess, right? If you ran into Rizzoli and Isles at like like a, a, a press conference or something like that, you know? Right. If you want to see Rizzoli and Isles' uh, tit shot, there you go. All right. You see plenty of it. All right. Well, let me know what episode it is, and I'll watch that one episode. Well, pretty much all of season five. Okay. Season six. Six, six. Well, yeah. All right. Shameless. As much as we've uh, joked about Rizzoli and Isles, we had an Isles appearance in, uh, in Shameless. So was she? Rizzoli or Isles? She was Isles. Rizzoli was uh, uh, Angie Harmon. Angie Harmon. Isles, what are we going to do? <clears throat> you know how PMR likes we those uh, those uh, Brenda Vaccaro, uh, Margot Kidder voices there. <laughs> Isles, we gotta solve this mystery. <laughs> PMR loves a raspy voice. I love that raspy voice, man. She sounds like Dr. Girlfriend from uh, the Venture Brothers. Hey, you know what? Dr. Girlfriend confuses me. So. Yeah. She's still hot. The voice now, because the drawing is so hot, the voice turns hot. <laughs> He's, uh, you know what? You know what? Uh, PMR, because we went and saw Godzilla minus one uh, with my kids, and they had a shit ton of ads beforehand. And there was once uh, there was an ad for like Old Navy or whatever, and it had uh, Natasha Leon, whatever her name is yeah. from yeah. from Russian Doll. PMR leans, leans over to my 17-year-old and is like, I'm sexually confused by that woman. I don't know what it is about her, if I should be attracted to her or not. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> what Are you attracted to her? <laughs> so again, he loves that raspy voice. He loves that raspy voice. I am honestly attracted to her. Come on, me. sweetie. <laughs> I am she is hot, but trashy. Oh, oh. adding a little another layer. So it's the voice and the trashiness factor of that PMR really, really. I mean, uh, my dick is so confused. Jesus Christ. Alex, aren't you glad to be present for this conversation? That, that was awkward when he turns to my the other side to my 14-year-old and talks about his, his dick being confused. I, I got boner confusion. I don't know. What did she do? <laughs> I should be turned off, but I'm not. <laughs> look at this. Look at this. Will you look, look at this? this? I'm pitching. It almost knocked the popcorn out of my lap. <laughs> oh, Alex. How do you think you grew up so normal, Alex? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. Uh, you know what? Look at this job. <laughs> <laughs> now, don't judge. This isn't full staff here. Don't judge I, me. I challenge any of y'all to look current. And I get in the direction. Yeah. I'm with you. I love it. But yet, trashy and gross. Yeah. Oh. 
I can't watch Super, the original Supergirl. I was shitting all over Superman. The original Supergirl with Brenda Vaccaro. Mm. Who? <laughs> Brenda Vaccaro and the original and the super the Helen Slater Supergirl. That was a very that was an animalistic grunt over there. Yeah, well. You know what, Brad? I think B and you actually went and saw that back in the eighties. <laughs> Probably. Because yeah. you know why? Because it was a movie for children, and we were children back then. <laughs> I'm not going to defense uh, Helen Slater Supergirl, but don't you come after Superman one or two. Yeah, that was pretty bad. That poor paraplegic bastard. Jesus Christ. So, Alex, what do you think about a new format for next year? What? Yeah, we'll just do, like, YouTube clips. We'll just come on here for five minutes. Like talk soup? Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be good. Let's talk five minutes. We should, every we month. should. Our new format should be scandals and animals, <laughs> big-headed babies and raspy boys, slutty women. Wait, this, yeah, we'll do rate, rate your baby. Send in people sending pictures of their babies. Just, <laughs> rate my baby. Yeah, rate. Tuh. Yeah, with a T. a T. Rate. Tuh. Yeah, rate. Oh. <laughs> rate. Now the trashy rate. women. We'll talk about that one later. After dark. Speaking oh. of Alex, I saw Book of Mormon. Ah, a great musical. Have you seen it yet? Oh yeah, I've seen bootleg copies of it. Oh, oh yeah, and actually, you haven't seen it live though. Yeah, no, I see. I, live. I, saw, I saw someone's shitty iPhone recording of it. Hmm. My Broadway. But yeah. great musical. Music's always. I listen to it in the car. Great musical. If you ever want a good laugh in the morning. Yeah. Uh, I, Alex, Joshua's got a. Um, they're doing Little Shop, and after Little Shop, they're doing. Is it's not Aladdin? Shit, no, it's Aladdin. And so uh, they're wanting him, like the uh, the theater troops wanting him to. They told him for his audition, make sure it's something upbeat, that sort of thing. Yeah. So I was telling him, he, I was like, you, you ought to do, I believe, from Book of Mormon. That'd be right. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, you get into the whole, you know, are you going to offend somebody? So Probably. That musical's so funny, though. Oh it's very good. Uh, I told him maybe you should switch it to uh, uh, Life's a Happy Song from the uh, the Muppets 2014. You, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. That's a banger movie, man, with Jason Siegel and Amy That is. That is a banger movie. Like that, is, the, that may be the best Muppets movie. Wow. God damn it, Alex. The Muppet Muppets? movie is the best Muppets movie. Uh, it's between 2014 Muppets and Christmas, Muppets of Christmas Carol. Uh, the caper should be up there somewhere or another. The uh, Muppets, Muppets Christmas Carol is the best Christmas movie. No, Emmett Otter's Chug Band Christmas. Movie. Now listen, I do enjoy Emmett Otter's Chug Band I am the only one in this household that likes... Emmett Otter's Judge Bank, Judge Bank Christmas. I always chew it up, and they're like, no. I love that. <laughs> that that probably music. goes hands and dance with your love of children the movies. <laughs> God damn you. God damn you, Bradford. I love this new character. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Emmett Otter's. Uh, they said that um, what the fuck? Ben McKenzie was supposed to be, or Brett McKenzie was supposed to be doing uh, Emmett Otter's. He's doing a remake of Emmett Otter's. So, Brett McKenzie from The Flight of the Concords. Oh, okay. Alex, have you watched Flight of the Concords? 
I have not watched Fly the Concords. Oh man, Fly the Concords would be fantastic. It's right up your alley. There's at least two musical numbers in every episode. They break into song yeah. like a motherfucker. Speaking the, re- the only reason they stopped making the show is because they were afraid the quality of their songs was go like they uh, they were afraid they could keep up the quality. Yeah, it's great, great Fine. show. Hard shit. Have you all? I did join in late. So oh, y'all no. talk about yet? Who? Talk about what? Doctor Who. No, we, we have not. So y'all got like from my musicals. I thought about Neil Patrick Harris. I was like, oh my god. Oh yeah. All right, I think we all know where Alex is going to come in on this Doctor Who. I think we all know where I'm going to come in on this Doctor Who. Uh, Brad, I think you may be the 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 tiebreaker in this. Uh, so why don't you start with your opinion of, of the Doctor the, Who the Doctor. specials? Because he's the, watched them all, Alex. <coughs> More or less. <coughs> Brad. Yes. Wait, am I going? Oh, I don't know. Oh, Who's, I, don't know. No, I mean, Brad's so I, I watched the first one and kind of watched the second and the third one and then the fourth one. I think the That's the new the right doctor. Order to watch him, man. Yeah, there you go. I think the uh, the new doctor. I think is good. I think he is uh, uh, affable, if I can use that word. I think he's affable. Uh, I think he makes a good doctor and everything. The only thing that and in the <clears throat> with that one episode that he was in, I like the companion, and you know, there's some mystery to her story, so it's a little bit like Clara. It seemed like. Um, but I, I didn't like the music about the Goblin King and all that kind of stuff. I think I thought that was pretty horrible. Um, but my problem is with the with the, the the four specials as a whole. It's like okay, let's uh, we got to have a character of every different ethnicity and uh, gender and all of this stuff to where it's just like oh my god, is this. Is Doctor Who going to be too preachy for me to even watch nowadays, for me personally? Even to the effect that, and they kind of made a funny joke about it in the the first special about the the meep or whatever, and they asked him what pronouns he goes by. And he's like, I am just, I just call myself the meep. And David Tennant says, yeah, I call myself the doctor. I, I get that. I do that to myself too or whatever. So that was kind of funny. But it's just like, okay, you got that. You had the woman from uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. or whatever in the wheelchair. You had the transgender daughter. And now we have uh, a seemingly gay doctor, even though I don't know if they've explicitly stated it. Uh, where it's just like, okay, or am I? Is each episode going to preach to me a little bit too much? I don't know. But the actor himself, I thought he did fine. I, uh, I, I'm gonna be honest. I fucking love all four specials. I don't know why. I got like a Doctor Who kick. Now I can do agree, Brad. That first special to me is really rough. Like the. The they them stuff. I have no problem with that kind of political messaging. I don't really care, but they felt so forced and out of place. It was just really awkward. And also, I think the 14th Doctor in general is just kind of awkward. Like David Tennant coming back for three episodes. Yeah. It kind of, like, even the bi generation, it just kind of ended up being like a nothing burger. Like the whole thing. It's just, I don't know. But, well, I mean, I do get that they're trying. They have to kind of make up something because at some point, 
there were only 12, supposed to be 12 regenerations, and then there was a 13th. Or, so they got to kind of be like, ah, we got to just make shit up to make stuff happen, right? Yeah. Well, technically, we're at like 15 because of the War Doctor. Right, right. And 16 because of the Fugitive Doctor. Yeah, there was some another like a black woman or something. Yeah, and then yeah. there's a the whole impossible child shit and blah 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 blah. But, but I don't know. I love <laughs> to me the actual standout of all four of the specials was this last one. Oh, I agree. I like the actor. Yeah, quality wise, I thought it, the writing was better. Like there wasn't really any political, me- there wasn't any outrageous political messaging. It felt like a really standard episode of Doctor Who, like a good launch. Anyone wanted to join on Doctor Who again, you could start with that episode and be pretty perfectly fine. It's pretty generic. It was like when, it's like Rose from it's like the first episode from the revival. It felt just like that. Um, oh, I don't like that episode with the uh, the Christmas robots. That's yeah, not my automatons. Yeah, I did not enjoy that episode. Oh, like, yeah, that, that was rough it, to watch. It kicked it kicked started the whole thing again. Yeah. You know, I like the I like new Doctor a whole heck of a lot. I think he's fun as shit. That's really all I can ask for. You know, right. I, it got me it got me back into Doctor Who. Yeah, I think that's good. Hell out of that shit right now. Here's my complaint. That it seems like Disney in the mix, and I've watched. I've not watched the 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 newest special, right? But in theory, I should have loved the first three specials because they were focused on David Tennant. Yeah, right. And I like the David Tennant Doctor. It feels like now that Disney's in the mix on this, the Doctor Who episodes are thirty percent dumber. <clears throat> like it's it's uh, just. They're the Moffat stuff, the Matt Smith stuff. It was a lot. There was a lot of creativity and a lot of it would come full circle. There would be plot lines that yeah. are that are kind of woven back through that, that are very important later on. Even the stuff like probably my favorite episode is is when um, <clears throat> Amy Pond at the end of the first season with Matt Smith where Amy forgets, you know, the doctor and she's going down the aisle and she's going to marry Rory. Right. <clears throat> and they was like, you know, you got something old, you got something new. And she's like, there's something I'm forgetting. You got something old, you got something new, you got something. What is it? Uh, borrowed in blue borrowed. And she, and then she's like, there's something blue. And then that the TARDIS shows back up. Right. Yeah. And so it's like she didn't truly forget him. Like it was neat the way they kind of they wove that in. And it made a cool moment when he when he comes back. Right. All the stuff with River Song and, and the identity of River Song and realizing who she is, you know, even though River Song started when it was still David Tennant and they were they were living, you know, in opposite directions. Right. So the first time you see River Song it, uh, like or, uh, is, is she's no, it's the last time the doctor sees her. Right. But it's the first time the doctor has ever seen her. It's the last time she sees the doctor, but it's the first time the doctor's ever seen her. She was you know, when living. She, River Song was in David Tennant, doctor. Yep. Oh, okay. She was in David Tennant's doctor. Was it the same actress or same actress? Okay. I don't so remember that. There's a lot of like, yeah. you know, uh, really cool, like ideas and, and, and uh, like uh, things that they, they, they did not dumb it down for the audience. I feel like, 
at least those first three stash specials are really dumbed down. Hmm. Really dumbed down. You will hate the fourth one then. Well, and I, I'll tell you, and, and, and so the, the slippery slope for me is, and it seems so like shoehorned in the laziest way possible that because he invoked a myth at the edge of the universe, now fantasy you know elements can be in the show what like Uh, when he puts that that line of salt down and he's like you can't count it you can't cross it until you count it which i think is like a vampire thing right like a vampire if you lay lay down a a line of salt they can't cross it unless they count every current every grain of it yep yep but because because he invoked that to fight those aliens or whatever they were those shapeshifters at the at the edge of the universe like it was it now now fantasy exists wow. in the universe. So now they don't even have to explain it in a scientific manner. They can just go, they're goblins. Oh, you know, okay. uh, before it's like, there's a dragon in the moon that's going right, to hatch. Right. right. But it's, it's not a dragon. It's an alien. Right. And so then they, they, they still can spin it in a scientific way. Now they can just go, it's a dragon. Well, any explanation? Nope. It's a dragon. Like it's just lazy. All right. So that's that's my complaint. What uh, all the other stuff too, like just you know, like having to shoehorn things in and having to have extra dialogue to make sure you're referencing the, and and checking all the boxes that you're supposed to check in 2023. That stuff gets tedious. Uh, but my biggest thing is just it seemed fucking dumb. All three episodes seemed really dumb. See, that's why I didn't, I, I didn't really pay attention to two and three, other than uh, the end of three, uh, which I guess, I don't know, you tell me, that they, they, they never, exp- or I guess Wilfred, uh, Donna mm. Noble's father, is still alive, but we never yeah. see him because the actor is dead, right? Uh, yeah. But it's kind of, it seemed kind of weird that they, did, they treated him that way. It seemed like they would have said that, oh, you know, David Tennant, doctor, who had this tight connection to Wilfred, now David Tennant's back. Oh, Wilfred's dead, and there could have been a sweet little moment there, or whatever. Sure. As opposed to, oh no, he's uh, taking a shit right now. You missed. You just missed him. Yeah, so I thought. I think was it was weird. like they shot that. They were like, Thank you. yeah, maybe they shot it while he was still alive. But they knew he was going to die. Well, maybe they could have taken some of the dialogue they they wasted on pronouns and and referenced something people actually cared about, like a character that's now that that is in the mythology that's missing from this. Right. What's that, Alex? You broke up. So he's shooting gophers in the backyard. Oh, shooting gophers, yes. Yeah. Uh, PMR, did you watch any of them? Other than the last of the fourth one? Ah, PMR don't care. PMR? He's lost in the pod cave somewhere or another. I think, Brian, I think that's why we have this echo. We're, in, we're all in the pod cave. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yep, we got you. Yeah, I watched them. Uh, yeah, they were okay. I mean, there's, I don't, it's going to be hard to get Doctor Who back to where it was, just not just because of the writing and everything. It's just the way everybody is now. I yeah. mean, they're going to, people just hate out everything now, so... It's going to be hard to get it back to where it was, but I kind of like the new Doctor. I, I think he's okay, and I like the companion. And I'm going to give it a shot when I have time to watch it. 
Yeah, when, probably, when he has time really to watch it, he's watched six seasons of Shameless in like a week. Well, well Doctor I've Who. Been, I've been, I've been, Amy Pond's not showing her tits on Doctor Who. Yeah, exactly. Now, if that new companion starts showing, you know, flashing her, you know, behangas, you know, that would be old behangas. Yeah, I'd watch it more. The fact that you called the behangas is crazy. Jim Bean called it behangas. <laughs> Jim's, Jim's, you know, he's got a visitor, uh, Alex, his longtime friend, yeah. Jim, Jim Bean. His replacement by. son. Jim Bean refers to him as Bahamas. The, the mystery fifth member of the Podmen, <laughs> Jim Bean. I do think that if we are going to have an episode number 201, we may need to figure out uh, a better microphone situation for, someone, some, for some of the people here. I think yeah. mine is fine. I think mine is too. I just wait. Let me turn off my speaker. Dude. You get a little choppy, Alex, but nothing's as bad as PMR. <laughs> I think it was Alex, actually. I think it was much echo until Alex joined. Well, I, I get echo when you talk, PMR, but not when Brian talks. Well, never mind that. Maybe it is me. I've got my phone. Okay. Are you using AirPods or just have it on speaker? I just got it on speaker. Oh, well, oh my God. That may have something to do with it. I mean, you do have AirPods, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, I don't know where they're at. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it may be worth giving it a shot. That's all I'm saying. Maybe worth it. I'll do it. That'll be my New Year's resolution to invest in a microphone. Okay. Or just a headset. Just a headset's I think, fine. I think, I think we saw that five below. Yeah, I think, Those, I think five be below has them. <laughs> it's got, got to be better than what you got now. <laughs> That's a quality investment. <laughs> I spent $3 on this headset. <laughs> what more do you want? Uh, it, was the, it was the little type. You could be an internet star. Yeah, starter kit. Hi there, pod listener. This is Brad. Uh, just noting that almost as if the equipment got as bored as I was during this two-hour conversation, uh, we started having a little gremlins in it. So the audio cuts out. Uh, the echoing that you hear in the pod cave maybe gets a little worse. Debatable. Uh, but uh, the following represents a conversation that we were in the middle of <clears throat> where I was trying to defend uh, Zack Snyder's Man of Steel Superman. Uh, the audio cuts out and skips around a couple of places, but since this is the 200th episode, I figured if you've listened this long, 200 episodes, two hours of nonsense for this particular episode, you deserve to, uh, to get the full pod man experience. So here you are, our gift to you for being our listener for 200 episodes. Enjoy. These are the best Superman across there. And the Flash. Right there. Was, uh, I'm sure his family. Sure, nah. I'm so, glad the DCU's dead, though. A Zack Snyder Superman. And you, I, don't, and I, think that, I think you're going to get proved wrong. Enjoyable about the uh, Chris Evans. Okay, well, maybe I'll, I'll take that back. Maybe agree on that, but I guess looking for and Otis right. to go back and say, man, we need to have those type of, that's like what you're trying to do, then go for it. You can make anything I would be interested in. 
to I mean, that's he's got to be a little bit naive, right? And and the and it's not, not, but it's not based on that. It's not based on the raising of you know, and out in the middle of nowhere, and that's where Zach. Like, well, where did right? And if you're telling all them people shit, I mean. Yeah, I Stewart Snyder was going for just like not necessarily a man that doesn't want his son to do those. He's trying to protect his son. Clark yeah. saves the bus in that movie. I don't think Pa Kent is ultimately proud of him at the end. Of the day. That's an authentic way to approach that. Could be the same way. You have, like, you talk about like I feel very protective over this child. People think they're different. Anything like them, I want to help taking care of even at the What's detriment sometimes. Biologically born children. No, like you're like a mixed race adoption. What they go through. What's wait? What? Paul talking about parents? Maybe. And since we're talking about dads and all that, Gallagher. Frank Gallagher. Yeah. So I, I I've watched a few episodes. For, and that's on Netflix. Oh, it isn't. So. It's, 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 I mean, a few episodes instead of good. And then, oh, hold the hold fuck on. Gene Wilder looking motherfucker cooked with it. Damn it. Oh, that hurt. Be the shit I've, got, oh, I've got a new crap. character. That one hurts so badly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right now. Oh, Brad God. knows all God. Silly ass kids movie. It's a children's movie. I saw Brian. Piece of shit. He started the transition. Adam West, Frank Gorshin. Awesome, it was probably the funniest show. Yeah, he was dude. Uh, it was at uh, DragonCon doing signings and stuff. And I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but it's it's too good a line. So, uh, the uh, Adam West says, uh, you know, Frank was supposed to be here for the for the panel. Fortunately, he can't he can't make it. Now, when he when he laughs, uh, he he can't stop until he passes out because he because he emphysema and all that kind of stuff. That's the way I feel. <laughs> now, when he laughs, he can't stop until he passes out. R.I.P. Frank Gorshin, who is a very guy. Frank Gorshin was very very cool. So, but yeah. Anyway. Anyway, shameless is good. Way. Is what you're saying. Shameless is good. Like it's, uh, I do enjoy. I have enjoyed it. I, I, I'm kind of getting, I was telling Brad this. I don't know if you heard me, Brian, but <laughs> as I'm watching it, it's kind of getting to a Gilligan's Island point. It's like you think they're getting off the island, they're you know, the things are looking good for the family. You know, Fiona gets a job, gets a steady guy, but then it all falls. So Carl like, just strung together two coconuts and made a hand radio. Exactly. And, you know, and it's all going, and you know, before the end of the episode or the season or whatever, the arc is, it, it's all going to fall apart, you know? So, and every time she hooks up with a good guy, she Fiona, the oldest daughter. Yeah. She, she, she screws it all up. So, it's, but, you know, I'm well, not, a point right now where you know Frank's got his new kidney and he's he's not as funny as he was in the first few seasons. I mean he's not as I mean he was he's not as much as an asshole as he was. He, and he plays the part well because I, I mean I've dealt with so many people like Frank Gallagher that and he plays it per- perfectly. Yeah, the uh, I think they realized that 
like it was unbelievable that he wasn't dead at this point. So they had to have a way to back away from that edge. Right. That right. cliff. So that was the new liver storyline. And now he only drinks one beer a day, but he does all the drugs he wants. The, uh, it's a cast of a, a, a bunch of really good characters. Yeah. Um, good actors too. Good actors. It, it's weird though, that like they start with somebody you hate and then suddenly you fall in love with that person and somebody you thought you were going to like suddenly turns into a piece of shit, you know? So there's this constant, like, kind of like ebb and flow of their character arcs with, uh, you know, uh, oh no, they're a piece of shit. Oh no, they've had their redemption. They're cool again. <laughs> nope. They're a piece of shit again. So like you see that pendulum swinging multiple times back and forth, yeah, but even a little tiresome. I, I mean, it needs to, a little bit of change of scenery of some stuff and they have a little bit but you know I hated that like Sheila's gone uh, I, you know she hasn't been back uh, she's not coming back do you know she won um, uh, she won the Emmy for that for the fifth season yeah. so Joan Cusack she's fantastic uh, in the show uh, I'll tell you who my favorite though is at least right now is fucking Carl. Oh, I want Puck. Carl is so good. Carl's the Carl's my favorite. Uh, I love Carl. I told PMR Carl's a spirit animal. The most unbelievable thing is anybody would bang that Debbie chick to get her pregnant. Good lord. Well, Debbie. She's the worst. So I was like, I, I'm like, because I kind of liked her in the first couple seasons. Uh, she was like that precocious, get her done kid. <laughs> And she's turned into the uh, the biggest piece of shit. So, like, I actually went and I Googled, like, who is the worst Gallagher? And there was, like, a poll. And Debbie beat out Frank. Debbie was the wor- was in this poll. Everybody voted Debbie was the worst Gallagher. So, Debbie, at 13, is so concerned about losing her virginity, she date rapes a guy yeah, in I- order to lose her virginity. Yeah. Then... She uh, she wants to get her hooks in this other guy, and at 14, tells him she's on the pill when she's not and gets knocked up and then tries to dump it on him that, well, I'm, I'm pregnant. It's your baby. And so she she uh, the guy just runs off to Florida to get away from her. And apparently that's – this cancer patient lady I think is about to be uh, Debbie's first, like, uh, like uh, murder victim. So, because she's trying to make the moves on her on her husband. Well, so. it's uh, yeah, I don't like Debbie. Uh, I don't. Not, I mean, I like Lip. I guess he's all right. I mean, he's like the luckiest Gallagher. Everything just kind of falls in line for him. Yeah. I, I oh Ian, I can't stand Ian. I wish they'd get rid of him. He, now Ian. He was fine. He was fine. Him and Mickey were fine with before all this stuff with his fucking bipolar, bipolar hit. And then after the bipolar hit, it's like, okay, this kind of sucks. I like Mickey. I, I wish Mickey would come back and they put fucking Ian in the middle. I think he does. Uh, Kevin now, Z are the best. Doesn't matter. No matter what, Kevin Z are always. Kevin Kevin V are the best. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're the best. They're the best part of the show. Like uh, my favorite Gallagher is Carl, but my but yeah, Kevin V 
they're uh, a tour de force. I, I, I wish we had a Ropers spinoff of, of Kevin V. They really like a 30-minute sitcom of just the <laughs> two of them. They're fucking awesome. <clears throat> so Watch it where I'm at now, and I think, Brian, you talked about it. Where I'm at in the show is uh, the hipster bars. I've been about the 15s, all the damn dumbass hipsters out there back then. And uh, and, and how they're all coming into the bar and everything trying to do yeah, they're going into it because it's it's ironic that they're going to this shitty sleazy bar. Yeah, it's, supposed to, it's the thing to do right now, so it, it's pretty funny. I'll tell you who else I enjoy is Svetlana. Oh, I do too. I like I've kept like her a lot. The uh, uh, but yeah, it's a really good show. Yep. Probably the peak seasons are the first five when you had Sheila, who's uh, uh, Joan Cusack, who is. She was phenomenal. Big. Yeah, she was really funny. I like how uh, how Frank got back into the country, you know, as a drug mule, and he was able to carry so much heroin up of his ass because because <laughs> Sheila would stretch him out with those dildos. <laughs> you know, that shows. Far, the nastiest fucking. Uh, I mean, holy shit! Yeah, that shit is gross. I'm not gonna lie to you. God damn! And this, yeah, you're talking. This is the on the bear. Yes, the bear. Yep. God damn it. Fuck you. Fuck you. God. I keep that still hurting me. Like, that shit still hurts. What? I don't like the bear. The bug eyed bear? You don't like the bear? No, I love the bear. Brad said he dumped it. Well, here's the thing. Here's here's my issue with the bear. Uh, I like it. I can recognize that it's well written and, and, you know, well shot and there's there's rich characters Ugh. right uh, at the same time i got my own shit to worry about right and sure. so i like carmy's life is too stressful to carry with all the other shit <laughs> i have to carry <clears throat> like i i watch those episodes like the feast of seven fishes and i'm like i'm having a panic attack yeah, it's really bad. It's it is so intense, and it's it's uh, it's it's too much. It's too Brad, much. It, like it, it it gets to the point where it's like this is not enjoyable. Like if oh, I'm having yeah. this visceral reaction to a reaction to it, I, it's I'm not enjoying the, um, the show. Oh, I can recognize it's good, but I think I think that's what makes it so good is that people do have that reaction where it is that level of like. There is a level of mastery to what to what they're trying to get you to feel that just is like and they're hitting it right on the head. Like and they're like making you so uncomfortable. But I think that's so cool. I mean Brad, I say just stick stick with the bear just to get to season two. Okay. If you watch the first episode, couple episodes of season two and you don't like it, you're a psychopath, but that's fine. But the bear is probably the best one of the best seasons of television. I've ever watched. It's like a perfect season of television. There's oh, it's a huge tonal shift. It's just great. It's if so you can f- make it through the Christmas episode, yeah, like oh, no, very last. Very Oof, yeah, the last episode stressful too. I don't but know the, man. The, the Christmas episode is what killed Ted Lasso for me. What do you like? The Christmas? Did anybody like the Christmas, the Ted Lasso Christmas special? 
I, liked, I did not. I liked I half of it where they were all get, going at um, the the assistant's house. Like they're all, all the players from out of town. They all went there. I thought that was. I, I, like I feel like that whole last season of Ted was just Jason Sudeikis working through like his divorce shit. Yes, it was like, probably true. It was him just moping around the whole fucking season. I feel like yeah. that whole show, honestly, it was just Jason Sudeikis going through his divorce. I feel like we were all in lasso, and then we woke it up. And... Well, the first couple of seasons are good, but yeah, that last season. Now, speaking of like that, you know, uh, group mind, uh, like insanity. Has anybody tried to watch Austin Powers in the last decade? No. I have a, a couple of years ago. It's like, what the fuck were we thinking? Yeah. I, I that was, it was good? But I, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. I tried like a month ago, and I was like, there were three of those goddamn movies. <laughs> oh, we all went and seen them all together. We all they, were, they were massive, massive hits. Yeah, we went on opening night, I believe. You got, some, you got some echo PMR. Or am I the one getting that? I think you got They are unwatchable. Unwatchable. Which, uh, like Dumb and Dumber? Dumb and Dumber still holds up. No. Still a good movie. Dumb and Dumber still holds up. I fucking hate that movie. Oh, my God. Uh, do you, you watch Dumb and Dumber, <laughs> and then you try and watch Austin Powers? Like, Austin Powers is, uh, every line is, like, groan-worthy. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> Well, I turned off Austin Powers. I remember a friend in college put it on, and I sat in the room for like 15 minutes, and then I just left. Like, I didn't say a word. I just cut up in the last I was like, I can't. Well, honestly, it. all by the third one, we all woke up, had to woken up. By the third, well, the third one came out, we went and saw it, but we were we realized that. We as, oh, he's saying we as a society woke up. Yeah, we as a society went, oh, this is bad. What happened? What was going on? It's like your microphone. I think, yeah, yeah. I think the gold member still did okay. I mean, it still did well in theaters. I think where everybody really, I think everybody woke up before the love guru. Oh yeah. Right. When the love guru came out, there was like, what the fuck is this? Well, it's it's Austin Powers. Like it's bizarre. I don't understand how Austin Powers got three movies, made the money it did. What the hell were we thinking? And I was there day one buying a ticket too. We, uh, we, we saw, used to love we them. Saw it together, y'all. Or Mike Myers. I, I can't think of another property that's like that. Like what the fuck? So <laughs> that, that was good. Yeah, that was that was the one that that was the nineties. That's the the epitome of of uh, I don't know the nineties garbage. That that was the height of comedy in the nineties. Yeah. So. We had good comedy in the '90s. We don't have good comedy. <laughs> Even Wayne's World is pretty good. Like Wayne's World one and two are pretty good. I never saw but, that. But, but uh, yeah, goddamn, Austin Powers <clears throat> is just shit. Anyway, anyway, did you watch that uh, Jennifer Lawrence movie on Netflix, PMR? Oh, no, I heard. You may enjoy. It's a good uh, ninety-minute. Comedy, kind of a dirty comedy movie. Do we oh, got it's dirty. We got echo. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you got a huge echo. Speaking of Brad, bringing it back to uh, um, 
shameless really quickly. You know, uh, uh, Lip starts banging his hot professor. Oh, and, yeah. and I realized, I was like, she looks familiar. I don't know where, you know who she was? Uh, Isles from Rizzoli and Isles. Ah, Rizzoli and Isles. I love me some Isles. Yep. <clears throat> so, I think that series got canceled before those two hooked off, unfortunately. It, it did. It did. But yeah. she she spent all that pent-up sexual frustration on on uh, uh, James Allen White. All yeah. right. I mean, I, didn't, I knew I recognized. I was like, who is this chick on this? But I didn't care enough to look it up. But when you said it was uh, – what of whichever one it is, Rizzoli. The not Angie, not Angie Harmon of yeah. Rizzoli and Isles. I mean, that chick is like, you got to see everything on her. They shots on this So there you go, Brad. All right, that's a reason to watch, I guess, right? If you ran into Rizzoli and Isles at like like a, a, a press conference or something like that, you know? Right. If you want to see Rizzoli and Isles' uh, tit shot, there you go. All right. See plenty of it. All right. Well, let me know what episode it is, and I'll watch that one episode. Well, uh, pretty much all season five. Okay. Season six. 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 Well, yeah. All right. Shameless. As much as we've uh, joked about Rizzoli and Isles, we had an Isles appearance in, uh, in Shameless. So. Who was she? Rizzoli or Isles? She was Isles. Rizzoli was uh, uh, Angie Harmon. Angie Harmon. Miles, what are we gonna do? <clears throat> you know how PMR likes we those uh, those uh, Brenda Vaccaro, uh, Margot Kidder voices. There, Miles, <laughs> we gotta solve this mystery. <laughs> PMR loves a raspy voice. I love that raspy voice, man. She sort of sounds like Dr. Girlfriend from uh, the Venture Brothers. Hey, you know what? Dr. Girlfriend confuses me. So. Yeah. She's still hot. The, the voice now, because the drawing is so hot, the voice turns hot. He's, hot uh, you know what? You know what? Uh, PMR, because we went and saw Godzilla minus one. Uh, with my kids, and they had a shit ton of ads beforehand. And there was once uh, there was an ad for like Old Navy or whatever, and it had uh, Natasha Leon, whatever her name is yeah. from yeah. from Russian Doll. PMR leans leans over to my seventeen year old. He's like, I'm sexually confused by that woman. I don't know what it is about her. If I should be attracted to her or not. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> what are you attracted to her? <laughs> so again, he loves that raspy voice. He loves that raspy voice. I am honestly attracted to Come on, voice. sweetie. <laughs> I am she is hot but trashy. I don't know. Oh, adding a little another layer, so it's the voice and the trashiness factor of that PMR really <laughs> Really, I mean, uh, my dick is so confused. Jesus <laughs> Christ, Alex, aren't you glad to be present for this I conversation? Just, that that was awkward when he turns to my the other side to my fourteen year old and talks about his his dick being confused. <laughs> I, I got boner confusion. <laughs> I don't know what did she do. Uh, <laughs> I should be turned off, but I'm not. <laughs> look at this. Look at this. Will you look at this? <laughs> it almost knocked the popcorn out of my lap. Oh, Alex. 
How do you think you grew up so normal, Alex? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. Uh, you know what? Look at this job. <laughs> <laughs> now, don't judge. This isn't full staff here. Don't judge I, me. I challenge any of y'all to look current. And not get in an erection. Yeah. I'm with you. Listen to a walk. I love it. Hot, but yet trashy and gross. Yeah. Oh. I can't watch Super the original Supergirl. I was shitting all over Superman. The original Supergirl with Brenda Vaccaro. Mm. Who? <clears throat> Brenda Vaccaro and the original and the super the Helen Slater Supergirl. That was a very that was an animalistic grunt over there. Yeah, well. <laughs> You know what, Brad? I think B and you actually went and saw that back in the 80s. <laughs> Probably. Because, yeah. you know why? Because it was a movie for children and we were children back then. <laughs> I'm not going to defense uh, Helen Slater Supergirl, but don't you come after Superman 1 or 2. Yeah, that was pretty bad. That poor paraplegic bastard. <laughs> hell. Jesus Christ. So, Alex, what do you think about a new format for next year? What? Yeah, we'll just do, like, YouTube clips. We'll just come on here for five minutes. Like talk soup? Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be good. We'll talk five minutes we should, every we month. Should, our new format should be... Scandals and animals. <laughs> Big-headed babies and... <laughs> Raspy voice, slutty women. Right, this, yeah, we'll do rate, rate your baby. Spending people sending pictures of their baby. <laughs> rate my baby. Yeah, rate. Yeah, with a T. Rate. Yeah, rate. Now the trashy rate. women. We'll talk about that one later. After dark. Speaking oh. of Alex, I saw Book of Mormon. Ah, a great musical. Have you seen it yet? Oh yeah, I've seen bootleg copies of it. Oh, oh yeah, and actually, you haven't seen it live though. Yeah, no, I see. I it live. So I saw someone's shitty iPhone recording of it. Hmm. My Broadway, but yeah. great musical. Music's always. I listen to it in the car. Great musical. If you're having a good laugh in the morning. Yeah, uh, Alex. Joshua's got a. Um, they're doing Little Shop, and after Little Shop, they're doing. It's, old, it's not Aladdin. Shit. No, it's Aladdin. And so uh, they're wanting him, like the uh, the theater troops wanting him to, they told him for his audition, make sure it's something upbeat, that sort of thing. Yeah. So I was telling him, he, I was like, you ought to do I Believe from Book of Mormon. That'd be right? funny. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, you get into the whole, you know, are you going to offend somebody? So Probably. That musical's so funny, though. Oh, it's very good. God. Uh, I told him maybe you should switch it to uh, uh, Life's a Happy Song from the uh, the Muppets 2014. You, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. That's a banger movie, man, with Jason Siegel and Amy That is, That is a banger movie. That, like is, that. Uh, that may be the best Muppets movie. Wow. God damn it, Alex. I mean, the Muppets, Muppet movie is the best Muppets movie. Uh, it's between 2014 Muppets and Christmas, Muppets of Christmas Carol. Ah, the caper should be up there somewhere or another. The uh, Muppets, Muppets Christmas Carol is the best Christmas movie. No, Emmett Otter's Chug Band Christmas. Now movie. listen, I do enjoy Emmett Otter's 
Jug Band. I am the only one in this household that likes Emmett Otter's Jug Band, Jug Band Christmas. I always chew it up, and they're like, "No." I love that. <laughs> that, that probably music. goes hands and dance with your love of children the movies. <laughs> God damn you. God damn you, Bradford. I love this new character. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, they said that um, what the fuck? Ben McKenzie was supposed to be – or Brett McKenzie was supposed to be doing uh, Emmett Otters. He's doing a remake of Emmett Otters. So Brett McKenzie from The Flight of the Concords. Oh, okay. Alex, have you watched Flight of the Concords? I have not watched Fly the Concords. Oh man, Fly the Concords would be fantastic. It's right up your alley. There's at least two musical numbers in every episode. They break into song yeah. like a motherfucker. Speaking the, re- the only reason they stopped making the show is because they were afraid the quality of their songs was go like they uh, they were afraid they could keep up the quality. Yeah, it's great, great Damn. show. Hard shit. Have you two all? Seasons. I did join in late. So oh, y'all no. talk about yet? Who? Talk about what? Doctor Who. No, we, we have not. So y'all got like from my musicals. I thought about Neil Patrick Harris. I was like, oh my god. Oh yeah. All right. I think we all know where Alex is going to come in on this Doctor Who. I think we all know where I'm going to come in on this Doctor Who. Uh, Brad, I think you may be the 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 tiebreaker in this. Uh, so why don't you start with your opinion? Of uh, the Doctor the, Who the Christmas Doctor. specials. Because he's the, watched them all, Alex. <coughs> More or less. Brad. Yes. Wait, am I going? Oh, I don't know. Oh, Who's, I, don't know. No, I mean, Brad's so I, I watched the first one and kind of watched the second and the third one and then the fourth one. I think the, the new the right Doctor. Order to watch him, man. Yeah, there you go. I think the, uh, the new Doctor, I think, is good. I think he is uh, uh, affable. If I can use that word, I think he's affable. Uh, I think he makes a good doctor and everything. The only thing that, and in, in the <clears throat> with that one episode that he was in, I like the companion, and you know, there's some mystery to her story, so it's a little bit like Clara. It seemed like, um, but I, I didn't like the music about the Goblin King and all that kind of stuff. I think I thought that was pretty horrible. Um, but my problem is with the, with the, the, the four specials as a whole, it's like, okay, let's, uh, we got to have a character of every different ethnicity and, uh, gender and all of this stuff to where it's just like, oh my God, is this, is Dr. Who going to be too preachy for me to even watch nowadays for me personally? Yeah. Even to the effect oh that, and they kind of made a funny joke about it in the the first special about the the meep or whatever, and they asked him what pronouns he goes by, and he's like, I am just I just call myself the meep, and David Tennant says, Yeah, I call myself the doctor. I I get that. I do that to myself too, or whatever. So that was kind of funny, but it's just like, okay, you got that. You had the woman from uh, Shield or whatever. <clears throat> In the wheelchair, you had the transgender daughter, and now we have uh, a seemingly gay doctor, even though I don't know if they've explicitly stated it, uh, where it's just like, okay, or am I, is each episode going to preach to me a little bit too much? I don't know. But the actor himself, I thought he did fine. I, uh, I, I'm going to be honest, I fucking love love. All four specials. I don't know why. I got like a Doctor Who kick. Now, I can do agree with Brad. That first special to me is really rough. 
like, like the, the the they them stuff. I have no problem with that kind of political messaging. I don't really care, but they felt so forced and out of place. It was just really awkward. And also, I think the 14th Doctor in general is just kind of awkward. Like David Tennant coming back for three episodes. Yeah. It kind of like even the by generation. It just kind of ended up being. Like a nothing burger, like, like the whole thing. It's just I don't know. But well, I mean, I do get that they're trying. They have to kind of make up something because at some point there were only twelve supposed to be twelve regenerations, and then there was a thirteenth or what. So they got to kind of be like, ah, we got to just make shit up to make stuff happen, right? Yeah. Well, technically, we're at like fifteen because of the War Doctor. Right. Right. And sixteen because of the Fugitive Doctor. Yeah, there was some another like a black woman or something. Yeah, and then yeah. there's a the whole impossible child shit and blah 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 blah. But, but I don't know. I love to me the actual standout of all four of the specials was this last one. Oh, I agree. I like the actor. Yeah, quality wise, I thought it, the writing was better. Like there wasn't really any political, me- there wasn't any outrageous political messaging. It felt like a really standard episode of Doctor Who, like a good launch. Anyone wanted to join on Doctor Who again, you could start with that episode and be pretty perfectly fine. It's pretty generic. It was like it's like Rose from it's like the first episode from the revival. It felt just like that. No, um, oh, I don't like that episode with the uh, the Christmas robots. That's yeah, not my atom Yeah, I did not enjoy that episode. Oh, like, yeah, that, that was rough it, to watch. It kicked it kicked started the whole thing again. Yeah. You know, I like the I like new Doctor a whole heck of a lot. I think he's fun as shit. That's really all I can ask for. You know, right. I, it got me it got me back into Doctor Who. Yeah, I think that's good. Hell out of that shit right now. Here's my complaint. That it seems like Disney in the mix, and I've watched. I've not watched the 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 newest special, right? But in theory, I should have loved the first three specials because they were focused on David Tennant. Yeah, right. And I like the David Tennant Doctor. It feels like now that Disney's in the mix on this, the Doctor Who episodes are thirty percent dumber. <clears throat> like it's it's uh, just. They're the Moffat stuff, the Matt Smith stuff. It was a lot. There was a lot of creativity and a lot of it would come full circle. There would be plot lines that yeah. are that are kind of woven back through that, that are very important later on. Even the stuff like probably my favorite episode is is when um, <clears throat> Amy Pond at the end of the first season with Matt Smith where Amy forgets, you know, the doctor and she's going down the aisle and she's going to marry Rory. Right. And they was like, you know, you got something old, you got something new. And she's like, there's something I'm forgetting. You got something old, you got something new, you got something. What is it? uh, Borrowed in blue. Borrowed. And she, and then she's like, there's something blue. And then that, the TARDIS shows back up. Right. And so it's like she didn't truly forget him. Like it was neat the way they kind of they wove that in. And it made a cool moment when he when he comes back. Right. All the stuff with River Song and and the identity of River Song and realizing who she is, you know, even though River Song started 
when it was still David Tennant. And they were they were living, you know, in opposite directions. Right. So the first time you see River Song, it, uh, like, or the, is, is she's no, it's the last time the doctor sees her. Right. But it's the first time the doctor has ever seen her. It's the last time she sees the doctor, but it's the first time the doctor's ever seen her. She was you know, she, living. River Song was in David Tennant, doctor. Yep. Oh, okay. She was in David Tennant's doctor. Was it the same actress or? Same actress. Okay, I don't so remember that. There's a lot of like yeah. you know uh, really cool like ideas and 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 uh, like uh, things that they 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 did not dumb it down for the audience. I feel like at least those first three stash specials are really dumbed down, mm-hmm. really dumbed down. You'll hate the fourth one then. Well, and I, I'll tell you, and 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 so the the slippery slope for me is. And it seems so like shoehorned in the laziest way possible that because he invoked a myth at the edge of the universe, now fantasy, you know, elements can be in the show. What? Like Uh, when he puts that, that line of salt down and he's like, you can't count it. You can't cross it until you count it, which I think is like a vampire thing. Right. Like a vampire, if you lay, a, lay down a, a line of salt, they can't cross it unless they count every current or every grain right. of it. Yep, yep. But because because he invoked that to fight those aliens or whatever they were, those shapeshifters at the, at the edge of the universe, like it was it now, now fantasy exists wow. in the universe. So now they don't even have to explain it in a scientific manner. They can just go, they're goblins. Oh, you know, okay. uh, before it's like there's a dragon in the moon that's going right, to hatch, right. right? But it's it's not a dragon; it's an alien, right? And so then they 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 still can spin it in a scientific way. Now they can just go, "It's a dragon." Well, any explanation? Nope, it's a dragon. Like it's just lazy. All right. So that's that's my complaint. What? Uh, all the other stuff too, like just you know, like having to shoehorn things in and having to have extra dialogue to make sure you're referencing the, and, and checking all the boxes that you're supposed to check in 2023. That stuff gets tedious. Uh, but my biggest thing is just it seemed fucking dumb. All three episodes seemed really dumb. See, that's why I didn't I, I didn't really pay attention to two and three, other than on the end of three. Uh, which I guess I don't know. You tell me that they, they, they never exp- or I guess Wilfred, uh, Donna mm. Noble's father is still alive, but we never yeah. see him because the actor is dead, right? Uh, yeah. But it's kind of, it seemed kind of weird that they did they treated him that way. It seemed like they would have said that, oh, you know, David Tennant, Doctor, who had this tight connection to Wilfred, now David Tennant's back. Oh, Wilfred's dead, and there could have been a sweet little moment there, or whatever, yeah. as opposed to, oh no, he's uh, taking a shit right now. You missed, you just missed him. Yeah, so I thought I think was it was weird. like they shot that. They were like, yeah, maybe they shot it while he was still alive. But they knew he was going to die. Well, maybe they could have taken some of the dialogue they they wasted on pronouns and and referenced something people actually cared about, like a character that's now that that is in the mythology that's missing from this. Right. What's that, Alex? You broke up. The shooting gophers in the backyard. Oh, shooting gophers, yes. Yeah. Uh, PMR, did you watch any of them? Other than the last of the fourth one? Ah, PMR, don't care. PMR? 
He's lost in the pod cave somewhere or another. I think, Brian, I think that's why we have this echo. We're, in, we're all in the pod cave. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yep, we got you. Yeah, I watched them. Uh, yeah, they were okay. I mean, there's, I don't, it's going to be hard to get Doctor Who back to where it was, just not just because of the writing and everything. It's just the way everybody all is now. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're going to, people just hate out everything now. So. It's going to be hard to get it back to where it was, but I kind of like the new Doctor. I, I think he's okay, and I like the companion. And I'm going to give it a shot when I have time to watch it. Yeah, we probably, when he has time to watch it, he's watched six seasons of Shameless in like a week. Well, well Doctor I've been, Who. I've been, I've been, Amy Pond's not showing her tits on Doctor Who. Yeah, exactly. Now, if that new companion started showing, you know, flashing her, you know, bahongas, and, you know, that would be old bahongas. Yeah, I'd watch it more. The fact that you called it bahongas is crazy. Jim Bean called it bahongas. <laughs> Jim's, Jim's, you know, he's got a visitor, uh, Alex, his longtime friend. Yeah. Jim, Jim Bean, his replacement by. son. Jim Bean refers to him as bahongas. The- the mystery fifth member of the pod men, Jim Beam. I do think that if we are going to have an episode number 201, we may need to figure out a, a better microphone situation for, someone, for some of the people here. I think mine is fine. I think mine is too. I just, wait, let me turn off my speaker. You get a little choppy, Alex, but nothing's as bad as PMR. I think it was Alex, actually. I didn't get as much echo until Alex joined. Well, I, I get echo when you talk, PMR, but not when Brian talks. Well, never mind that. Maybe it is me. I've got my phone. Okay. Are you using AirPods or just have it on speaker? I just got it on speaker. Oh, well, oh my God. That may have something to do with it. I mean, you do have AirPods, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, I don't know where they're at. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it may be worth giving it a shot. That's all I'm saying. Maybe worth it. I'll do it. That'll be my New Year's resolution to invest in a microphone. Okay. Or just a headset. Just a headset's fine. I think, I think we saw that five below. Yeah, I think, Those, I think be five below has them. It's got to be better than what you got now. That's a quality investment. <laughs> I spent $3 on this headset. <laughs> what more do you want? Uh, it, was the, it was the little type. You could be an internet star. Yeah, starter kit. Uh, well, did we talk about Doctor Who. We talked about Doctor Who. Alex, we did talk about before you joined Aquaman two. Did you have you seen Aquaman two? Did you have any thoughts? No, I'm. I think I'm skipping Aquaman two. I don't think I give a shit. <laughs> How did it do at the theater? Not good. Very Not bad. good. Yeah. <laughs> very very bad. Like thirty seven. just not having a good year. I mean, he had fast ten kind of flopped and. Now this. Now this. Oh, well, he'll do fine. It'd be okay. I don't know if I'm still recording or not, to be honest with you guys. I may have timed out at like 2. At 2.15, it stopped on me. 
Uh, oh, so we, we're we're not recording. I, it says it is, but or it's the it's it looks like it is, but I'm not seeing any waveforms on it, so I'm not sure what the hell's going on. I need to check my equipment. Hell, it's 11:30. I know. All right. Well, we will. We should wrap it up just in case we are not recording. I'm going to get another microphone, guys. This, yeah, this actually is dropping me crazy. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, well, I'll let you 200 episodes. <laughs> I'll let you 200 episodes, and PMR is going to finally commit to it. Guys, 200 episodes in, it's finally, it, I finally had enough. I cannot stand it. I cannot listen. I cannot stand listening to myself. Brad, you haven't fixed it. I guess I'm going to go buy a headset. Yeah. You haven't bought one for me at this point, so I guess I'm going to break down and buy it. I damn it. I got to. That we should have had more of a bigger 200th episode. We should have had guests on. That would have been great. Who would you uh, Who would you have lined up as a guest? We had that guy that we had the toy guy. Yeah, Buddy, Buddy and Kevin. They're only two guests we've ever had on. Oh, yeah, we could have Kevin come back and talk about tattoos. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would like to hear anybody other than that. Can we have a new guest? No. We have Zach. Oh. Gotta get Tim and Chris on. Oh, we can get Chris back. Okay. The long lost pod man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we need something for our two oh one uh boost there. We need, yeah, we new format. Back. New format for two oh one. Yeah. We could get some of the mini pods. Mini pods. You only thought PMR was offensive before. <laughs> Wait till you see. <laughs> the new PMR. The new PMR. Yeah, you got to work on some new characters, PMR. You know, considering like we've talked about Shameless, PMR is kind of our our uh, um, Frank Gallagher. Okay. Oh, cool. great! Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you are really Frank Gallagher. Right? You're the Frank Gallagher of the pod, man. Yeah, that's. I do like his scheming ways, though. I say. <laughs> he's always got a scheme. He's most of the time he's drunk. <laughs> I do like. I like his. You know what? I'll be honest with him. His scheme for his uh, daughter, the the thirteen year old pregnant one. I thought that was ingenious. Hook her up with some guys uh, that wife's dying. He's trying to hook up his fifteen year old daughter. Oh my God, this is horrible, Brian. <laughs> What the fuck is wrong with you? That's a genius, man. What the fuck? That's a child. What? It's like they're it's like they're both lost in a different dimension, you know, trying to find each other. Where am I? Am I? Am I? Am I? I hear you, hear you over here. here. Dad, 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 over here. Son, here. son, son. I love you. You, you. I don't know if that was a podcast or a couple. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure it's both. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, we've got some work to do for episode 201, guys. That's all I'm saying. 201. I can't even hear him now. He's gone so he's gone to the nether so far, Brian. I can't even hear him. <laughs> Come back, PMR. Come back. <laughs> You're gone, man. <laughs> so bad. All right. Well, we'll we will try. If anyone is actually listening to this one episode, which I don't think anyone is, 
Uh, we will try to work on some audio issues here. But if you are, write us that. Give us our address. Yeah, I think... Can we do a Patreon? Not not even ask for money, just a Patreon, just so people can say that they have confirmed that they've heard the episode. Well, that's what PMR wanted to, us to do a Patreon, if you remember, right? Is, this Patreon is not asking for any donations. It's just saying, is anybody out there? Just confirm that you've listened to five minutes. Are we just shouting into the abyss? I think that's where PMR is lost in the abyss right now. But if you'd like to buy me a microphone, you know, that would be good. Well, that's a GoFundMe, yeah. A page, yeah, GoFundMe to get PMR a microphone. Not that I would take the time to go buy it, but if you want to Amazon, that'd be fun. Yeah. We should put put that on our Instagram page. The uh, PMR is linked to his Amazon account. If you want to buy something, here's my wish list. This cheap piece of shit needs a microphone. (laughs) They've got them at five below. Surely enough of our, you know, somebody got a gift card that they're not going to use. Yeah. You know, Uh, just go ahead and burn it. Throw it towards the PMR. Get him a headset. We'll all appreciate it. <laughs> Until he, the first time, you know, the second episode, he, he's not, he's back on speakerphone because yeah. he's either not charged or he can't find it. Yeah, it, it's not going to get charged at all. At some point, to make my way to a five below and get their the microphone and the the, the internet set. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just go up. Go up to the register at Five Below and say, "Excuse me, good sir, I'd like your finest microphone and internet system." Is anyone working the electronics desk? <laughs> yeah, who is in the electronics department right now? <laughs> all right. Well, we will all wait around for you to get a microphone. Maybe we'll do some testing and all that kind of stuff. But uh, until the next two hundred episodes, Alex. Save it for the podcast. What the hell?